While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation. We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram at Movies Rock Podcast. And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive, or otherwise wrong, we apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent. Now let's get back to the show. So, um, I guess we're in season three now. Is this we, season three? Just, let's just call it like one and a half just to fuck with people. <laughs> okay, it's season 1.75. Guys, have I made it into another season? Have you I made have it through made it, one whole you've season? you made it into through one whole season. season. Yeah, bro. I mean, we wow. dragged you kicking and screaming. Yeah, it's sure. True. Through Taxi it's Driver. True. I do say my. I, virtuosity. I do say, <laughs> I do say to myself every time before I sign on, why am I doing this? Every single time. Because we're the just going to fight. Same, man. We agree. <laughs> this is one thing me and you agree on. Oh, you guys are fucking bricks. Well, anyways, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Movies on the Rocks. As I said, we have made it to season three. Are you not entertained? Apparently all six of them are because they're still here. Especially so. especially in Brazil. Wow, Brazil. Yo, Brazil, all day. You all my day, dudes. bro. All day. You're my and dudes, I, and I, Brazil. And our one dude in Russia. Dude, Russia, <laughs> killing it. Thank yeah, you, bro. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, but I appreciate you guys. We are in our third season. Uh, we're going to keep going as long as we want, I guess. I mean, whatever. Unless we get tired of this shit, which, you know, unless Derek stays around, I may get tired quicker. But, um. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. Shit. Oh shit! No, just kidding, Derek. I love. Derek's crying. Say anything. Go ahead. Why are you crying, Derek? Why are you crying right now? (laughs) It's episode one, season three, man. I, I, I'm gonna try and keep my zen for like five minutes. Dude, my zen is gone by the time I see your face. Every time you get on this, (laughs) it's completely destroyed. Out in the universe, gone. It's been. All you gotta do is just remember. Season two, Blue Valentine. <laughs> Fuck that's that why. guy. That's why. Every time I see your face, all I think about is Blue Valentine. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. Well, if this is season three. I am going to call this season temporarily, unless we can think of a of a better name. I'm going to call this the favorites season. Okay. We're each going to pick probably like five of our own favorites as we go, but we're going to go one today. Uh, the next one, I believe, is you, Eric, right? Uh yes, me Eric. Yep. Oh, I gotta come up with one before the end of the episode. <laughs> All right, so it so, won't be so, too hard. I'll be okay. I'll yeah, so we'll, we'll figure it out. I don't know how many we may do. Fifteen. I don't know we if you've seen do... that many good movies, but you know, oh, pretty my quick. God, this boy, this boy. We may do another. We may do another fifteen. We may do twenty six. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go along. But we'll decide how many episodes. We're season gonna three is going to be the one that we just carry on for the next decade. It'll just Probably. be season three from now on. It would be super fun. Actually, I call it season three and forward. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to season three and beyond. So, anyway, 
All right. So, uh, but today uh, we are going to be talking about the uh, motion picture known as The Professional. I didn't announce it in the last episode. I'm glad because I just wanted to jump right into season three, go to our news, do, do what we always do, and then go to The Professional. Let's go to our liquor portion right now. As always, we are Movies on the Rocks, and as the disclaimer proposed, we do drink. So... Um, for today's episode, I thought I'd go a little bit high class. <laughs> I'm drinking my El Dorado 15 year old and Coke seed oil. Oh. But I got my El Dorado 15, which is absolutely stunning. Stunning. You know, you said you were going to go high class. And my first thought was Zima. That's because you are a trail trailer park son of a bitch, bro. Oh God! Fuck you guys. Right. <laughs> what do you mean, you guys? He said it. I mean, he's right, but he said it. That's exactly why you guys. Because I knew you agreed. It's what we call a TPT year. So, trailer park trash. <sighs> All right. So, Derek, what are you drinking, bro? What did you bring to the table today? Oh, How many okay. are you bringing? Well, um. So do, first, do, uh, do, yeah, I've got do, do, uh, do, do, three. Do, 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 do. And I decided that I was going to take Eric's advice because um, I don't I don't do it enough. I got myself a glass with one of those like ball ice cube things because I want one of those stupid ice cube things. And I've got some screwball here. Drink, drink, drink the water. Drink the water first before you do pour it out, dude. Drink the water. Yeah, don't. Do, yeah, what are don't, you doing? don't don't water it down, bro. <laughs> All right, so I've got a little bit of screwball, and you said that A and W. Went well. Mm-hmm. And so? I did. I, I said A&W zero, though. So I cannot be... I cannot be... A&W zero. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, snap. Motherfucker. Oh, snap. <laughs> now, I'm I will excited. caveat this with... You mentioned it might be shit because I can't smell anything. Those were your that words. That is also true. That is also <laughs> and true. And so <laughs> I'm here to tell you that in a moment, we're going to be sure. Oh, I'm excited. If he vomits, it's all Derek's. It's put all Derek's little, fault. Put a little bit. How much? How much did you put in there? How much? It's about half and ball? half. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Eh, I mean, it's all right. Hurtful. I mean, <laughs> he's never gonna fully dive into anything I love. No, he is Never he gonna isn't. happen. It's not bad, but it, it it the smell is a little. It's not a bad smell, but it's not enticing. Like I don't See, I don't feel drawn into it. That's the problem. Like I can't smell anything. So to me, it just tasted good. You know, so that was a little anticlimactic. Let me grab another one here. Um, this is by the brewed and canned by Martin House Brewing Company in Fort Worth, Texas. The Cherry Cobbler. Oh, <laughs> I wholeheartedly expect this to be awful. Is it a you're, beer? You're such a girl. He's such is a it a girl. beer? <laughs> uh, it says Cherry Cobbler, Cherry Sour Ale with oh, graham crackers. Sour. It's a sour and yeah. lactose. Okay, it's a sour. Eight percent alcohol. I always remember, like I said, I always find sours, sours to be 50-50. Yeah, sours are I don't like any sours. They're just too much. Mm. It's like a really tart peach gobbler. Yeah, it's a sour. Yeah, it's a yeah. sour. Yeah, I'm gonna skip that one. Yeah, I didn't it's I I feel you. I don't sour sours are too much for me. I think Derek's gonna be drinking screwball straight tonight, baby. Dude, I mean I'm uh, fine with that. The the screwball and, and AW was better than the peach gobbler. I do have a third one, but I'm gonna save it for a little bit. So Okay, yeah, All save right, it for a little bit. Let's we'll start drinking the AW with uh screwball. Look at him go, everybody, look yeah. at him go. I'm yeah, sure I'll baby. warm up to it, you know. I'm sh- 
I'm sure oh, you'll I'm, warm up to something. I'm, I'm, I feel very, very, very confident that you're not going to care what's in there. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> very soon. Soon. Yeah. pretty soon. Three he's just gonna, pretty soon. Three more hugs and anything tasty. Yep. Pretty soon he's just going to open up. He's going to put the glass in front of the camera and just pour. And just not even yep. stop. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the whole bottle of screwball right this in front is, of me. Dude, this, this is the night that me and Derek get into a real fight. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm just going to be... And yeah. I'm just going to be on the side going, guys, yeah. relax, guys. <laughs> He's going to become a violent drunk tonight. This is- we, we cut 20 minutes ago. Eric and Derek, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like this is, t- okay, everyone, this is the night that Derek actually left. And so yeah. Eric, so it's just me, everybody. Just me. Welcome just to the show. <laughs> All right, Eric, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? Um, I'm drinking... Um, my classic. I have A and W zero and some vodka, but the vodka is different. I have Ooh. a birthday cake vodka that I that I mixed in here, and because I can't smell from who from who I don't know. I just it was a bottle that my wife had that's old in the freezer. <laughs> I just put it. I don't remember who it is. It's not. It's nothing fancy, but um, um, either way, like it tastes sweeter and kind of good but like again i can't smell so i don't know if that's a good mix or not you, so. i love that you just go with like basically a hunch punch bro that's all Pretty you much. do bro that's i'll just mix stuff do. up until like, no I'm like oh, how it smells it's never gonna bother him like no. you, licorice and wine why not go ahead for it it I might mean, if i don't <laughs> smell it and it tastes good then i'm gonna drink it he, if, if, if he could be eating licorice pizza what oh my boy he said it <laughs> You stiked about licorice pizza here, huh, Derek? Huh? I am, I huh? am, buddy, for real. I Derek, am so not stoked. even a little bit. Me too, dude. I am so stoked. Me that too. movie looks so good. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm very, I'm, and I'm very worried that it's just that the trailer's gonna look good. But I, I mean, Paul Thomas well, Anderson has a good track record of not going say, trailer heavy. Talk about my boy. Okay, yeah, and my boy puts out some good shit. So he does. He does. He's only put out one thing I didn't like. So we'll see how this goes. Which was so. which one? I didn't like Inherent Vice. I think it's a bad oh. movie. Yeah, and I, I haven't seen it all, and it wasn't like it. and it wasn't that great. Like I preferred, I preferred Joaquin Phoenix in that other movie. Um, uh, the Master? Was, no, 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 no. Not from him. Not from Paul Thomas Harrison. Oh. Not the Joker. The one he did before is um, uh, you won't know me when I'm gone or whatever. The heck oh, called. that was great. Uh, that was amazing. No, it was called. I thought it was like Wish You Were Here or something like that. Where he he's like he goes Man on Fire, right? That one. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, that movie was good. It was I thought it was good. called I Wish You Were Here. So I don't I think it's, I think that's what it was called. I Wish yeah, You yeah. Were Here. Oh, I think that's what it was called. That was a good movie. It's hey, a great I, film. I like it when he does like that kind of shit, dude. Like, yeah. You know, when it's just like, he has another one coming out soon, which is supposed to be funny also, like a funny drama. Mm-hmm. That one looks good. But but he, he when he goes like like weirdo, like sketchy on the side with action scenes, dude, he look, he's, he's amazing, bro. He's so yeah, good. there's a movie he's coming out with soon, not to get off on a Joaquin Phoenix tangent, but this is a movie podcast, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> um, but he's in a movie coming out called Disappointment Boulevard, directed by Ari Aster, who also made Hereditary and Midsummer. Uh-huh. And um, apparently it's supposed to be one of his weird you know, whimsical characters, but I'm guessing there might be some sort of weird violence in it as well because it's Ari Aster. So I'm excited about that one. Yeah, no, me too. No, when it's me coming, too. but, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah. One, that might be more along the lines of what you're looking for with him. I don't know. It's, it's supposed to be a comedy drama. How it's four hours long. Holy shit. Disappointment Boulevard is four hours long. Yes. What? Yes. I was looking on IMDb just now. I went through a rabbit I don't hole. even see oh, wow. a, uh, I don't even see a release date on it. 
Yeah, yeah. well, I, I think it's in it post-production. It just says 2022, yeah. It just says yeah. 2022. But yeah, they had the runtime on it on in IMDb. Four hours. Four hours right now. I don't know. I don't know if I can stand to be oh, through a movie for a from the yeah. Midsummer director and for four hours no, long. I know. Midsummer was long as it is, dude. It was long. I love that movie so much, guys. <laughs> I love that movie so much. So anyways, all right. So, uh, all right. So right now, since we've done the drinks, we did a disclaimer. Let's go ahead and take it. To the news desk! News of the day! News of the day! Oh, God, news every of time. The day. We should just news of the day. Today, <laughs> in the day of our Lord, 2021. As people I listen to this in like January. All right, so there's a few things. I got some news. Does anybody have news other than me? I did have no, news. No, actually. Remember I told you that when we were doing the Dune episode, I was like, oh, I have news to bring to the table. And you're yes, like, yes. you don't do news today. <laughs> it's, the <only laughs> time, it's the only time I brought news. And I was like, it's okay. It can wait. Don't remember what it was. Totally gone. <laughs> okay. Don't remember. That's good. If it comes Lost back to the ether reality, forever gone. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember being like, oh, this would be good news. Um, don't it <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's why I have Flipboard. That's why I use Flipboard for the news. Uh, there is one thing I want to go ahead and say. Uh, happy Life Day to you guys. Today is, hap- is Life Day in the Star Wars universe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Today, November 17th in 1978, was the release of the Star Wars holiday special for once and only showing on CBS television. It probably shouldn't have been even shown then. No, not even close. But you, I, but I you watched both it. probably loved it. Oh, no, no, no. Greg, I watched Derek, it on Disney+. You, Plus. Yeah, okay. it's, oh. it's you haven't horrible. watched it, Derek? I have not seen it. Um, I've stayed away from it because of the bad rap that it's got. Oh, dude, wow. Dude, okay. it's, it is so bad. So bad. <laughs> There are a few things in this move in this world that are worse than that. I think one is cockroaches, and I think the other is uh, like having my penis lopped off. Oh, but it's a I close. Mean, I mean, there's there's some pretty bad things. I mean, like worldwide hunger and and no, disease. that's not that's not as bad as the Star Wars holiday special. I'll be honest with you, because and it's absurd that it's like it's so bad because everybody from the movie is there. Everybody's mm. there. I'm gonna watch it. I need Boba to. Boba Fett do like some stupid commercial or something or other. It's dude. I don't even. I mean, I just. I like. I blocked it out of my mind. I just know it was bad when I saw it because they yeah, actually put it. it. They actually put it on Disney Plus last Christmas. It was bad. Oh, so well, I mean, I'm there. sure there's a chance for people to go and burn their it's, eyes out if it's on disney plus it, they put it on there and it should still be there and that means i'm, hope- I'm gonna I'm have hopeful- to watch it i'm hopeful that it's not so that's what i'm, I'm hopeful for. it's not <laughs> no one deserves to be put like, i really don't want you to watch it eric that's no, how, you, that's how you really should feel about this i do not want you to watch this you really <laughs> was, should was, not watch it so so uh let's let's get some comparisons here right uh this this holiday special or in the army now so tough to say i really need to go back and watch it because like so i remember bad. loving it as a kid so here's here i can tell you exactly what's going to happen because i we've had the episode um you're going to watch it and depending on how much nostalgia you have for the movie is whether or not you're still going to like it because as a film today or either or both it's not a good movie 
But for those who had, you know, a warm spot in their heart and they enjoyed it when they were younger, it stands up to test time. And those are very different perspectives. And so it hit all of us very differently. Like me me and Gudu were like, no, no, bro. (laughs) No, bro. And Derek, you stood by it. You you, stood by it. it. He he stuck to his guns. And I appreciate Derek for doing that. No, no. I mean, like, that's, you can always count on Derek to tell the truth about what he feels about things, (laughs) even though you hate it. And that's something you can count about me, too. And hence why we fight every time. I'll just wait. Just wait. This movie's coming. (laughs) <laughs> and you're and both your common love for collateral beauty. Uh, don't you? Dare, oh, dare. come on! I mean, <laughs> don't you dare ever say look, that again. If I haven't, if I haven't made it clear yet, collateral beauty is a not a a uh, a film to be modeled after, or a film to to be um, probably ever watched more than that one year it came out. Um, it's just a holiday flick. It's a it's a it's a hallmark film. It is. It's just a basic christmas movie <laughs> which movie is this it's a basic collateral bitch. beauty oh, yeah. it's a okay. real basic bitch it's super I, basic. I enjoyed it but at, in that frame like it's a holiday like if it was on it's TV, just like it's just like a, it, it's like a retelling of christmas carol that's all it is it's in, a in like a really retelling. bad stupid way yeah too. yeah i don't know i kind of we're not going to go into this yeah, i kind of like the way they retold <laughs> it but whatever. not all right so okay so we, i'm going to go through ooh, it sorry. so we're going to start up with this one and it's going to be eric's favorite part Oh, we're going to talk God. about the new uh, Disney Plus day that happened last week. Gosh, and we're going to talk about Marvel's He's tuning TV out to shows. the Knicks game right the Knicks now. Knicks is on. I'll be the, doing, watching this. You guys <laughs> no, no, enjoy no, no, this no, no. conversation. We, it's just a quick conversation. <laughs> they I need your opinion, Eric. Because one of the things I think you'll like, one of the things I will, I do think you'll okay, like. Okay, I'll Maybe listen. More. Go ahead. Maybe more. Okay, so they announced the new show, so they're coming out. All right. Of course, there's Hawkeye coming out, which is, you know, Jeremy Renner and Just a couple you know, weeks, right? Not far off. Yeah, yeah. Actually, on November 20, 20, uh, 24th. Yeah, like Thanksgiving week, yeah, it's coming out. Oh, okay. So that's coming out. And it's, and it's going to be based on the arc that was penned by Matt Fraction, which a lot of people say is probably the best like story arc that he's ever had in comic books. So, and that's where his character, the way he looks, is the same way, is the look that Jeremy Renner had in the movies. So it's kind of like that thing. Now, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. I remember that you enjoyed. Uh, WandaVision. I did. Okay. And and in my mind, that that is possibly, we've yet to see, I think, the direction that Marvel's TV series kind of style might move forward, right? And mm-hmm. so there's potential for Eric mm-hmm. to like other Marvel TV series as they come moving forward. Yep, yep, yep. But I'm going to caveat this with Hawkeye is not one of wholeheartedly them. <laughs> expecting to be essentially superhero meets Jason Bourne. And I don't expect Eric to mm, enjoy this. Yeah. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. But I do think he'll like Moon. I think he'll like Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, that could be. Well, mm, it's Oscar maybe. Isaac. It's Oscar Isaac playing basically a billionaire playboy. It's kind of like Marvel's version of Batman, but if Batman had uh, split personalities. Oh, I feel yeah. like I like Oscar. I, I have more confidence in him enjoying Black Adam, but now it's a movie. I get but. that's a movie. That's a movie. I think. I think. I think. I think he enjoys the TV shows more because they they flesh out a little bit better. The characters are not, you know, it's it's a little not as clunky. And I'll admit, some of the movies, quite a few of the movies, can be a bit clunky. Let's but talk anyway. about him like he's not here yeah. some more. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, <okay>. guys. <laughs> and there's She Hulk with Tatiana Maslany. Wait, they're making a She Hulk movie? Show. She Hulk show? show. 
yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so okay. much potential yeah, yeah. with She-Hulk as a character. I just yeah. hope they don't fuck and it's, it up. And it's and it's and of course, what I said, it's it's, it's she's it's being played by Tatiana Maslany from okay. uh, Black Oracle, or was that that was the show, right? Black Oracle. I have no idea who that is or okay. what show you're well, talking she was, about. Oh, she, oh, it was it was a show that was on like uh, BBC America that like garnered. Uh, she got a ton of award uh, award nominations. She finally got an Emmy like on her last season because she played like seven different clones. It was kind hmm. of a crazy thing. Yeah, so it was it was really good. She she's really awesome. Then there's, she of was course, in Orphan Black. Is that what you're talking about? Orphan Black. Yeah, Orphan Black. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was close. close. Black Oracle. We have the internet. We have the internet. Folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. I'm just I'm reading off an article here. So then there's Miss Marvel, which is the you know the first Muslim born Muslim character um, in Marvel Universe. Then there's Secret Invasion, which is supposed to be which is with Samuel L. Jackson. And Ben Mendelsohn, as they play the characters they played in Captain Marvel movie, of course. Tim Jackson is Nick, is Nick Fury and shit. Then there's, of course, um, Agatha House of Harkness, where Catherine Hahn comes back to play her character from WandaVision. Yeah, I'll watch that. And <laughs> well, you might I'm... watch this as well. This is the one I think he's going to watch. This is the one I do think he's going to watch. Yeah. Did you enjoy the X-Men cartoons from the 90s? I did. I loved that. So they're coming out with X-Men 97 which is a continuation of the TV show. It'll start where the old TV show ended. And are they doing it live action or is it a cartoon? No, it's, it's, it's animated. Okay, good. So it's going to be and it's going to be in exact drawn exactly the same way. Okay, I might I I'll, I'll give it a shot. I mean, there's I other the there's other shows but I'm not even going to go into them. They're stupid. So, but that's you won't that's watch the one. <laughs> I did watch Anahana. I watched the whole damn thing. Are you talking about you know what, Eric? Are you talking about me? I appreciate you, dude. I appreciate you watching it, man. And it it a, means a lot. Oh, good. <laughs> right. Thanks. Spiteful, angry agreeance. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, okay. All right. So we're going to move on from Marvel. He grits his, old, his teeth the whole time. <laughs> we're going to move true, on from, from Eric's favorite uh, movie company. Right. And we're going to go to an announcement that I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested because I like his movies. And that may be a bit controversial, but I do like his movies. Is Mel Gibson has announced that he's going to direct *A Lethal Weapon* five? That's. I mean, it is controversial, but I understand why you like his movies because he's a good filmmaker, regardless he's a, of he's a him good as a person. Yeah, he's yes. a good filmmaker. He's, he's an asshole as a person, absolute yeah. fucking racist, but he can direct like a motherfucker. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of those things where can you separate the art? From the person that we've had those discussions, yeah, we've before, had this you know discussion. I mean? Can you do that? It's funny it's with some it's like people, we, and I, I don't know. We, I think you can with him. I think we layer it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, interested to see where he takes it. I think we layer it in different ways. I think we're like, if it's if he's just an asshole, it makes it easier. But if he's a pedophile, it's like, I don't know. I don't know about that. You know. So ugh, there's a lot of layers to this one. What are you shaking your head at, bro? Because we lost. We you. lost you that whole time. <laughs> Dang it! All right, repeat that, dude. <laughs> oh gosh, my and by Is the way, twenty-two minutes in. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, my, somebody write this shit. Down. <laughs> my internet. They're they're installing fiber in my area now, so oh, now my internet might God. be having issues. They might be having issues because of that. But anyway, what I was saying is, so I think we'll that, blame his computer then. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's um. I, I said it's gone again. <laughs> Am I still gone? <laughs> Am Take I a breath. Here? It's okay. Am I here? Am I, I here? I can hear you now. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I was you're here, you're here. trying to say, I think it's layered when we deal with stuff like that. I think it's like, okay, if he's an asshole, it's easier to deal with. But if he's a pedophile, we don't really want to watch his movies anymore. It's like, depending <laughs> on what the severity of what the art in the artist is, you know, mm-hmm. I think that takes a toll or that has something to do with it. Wasn't it, wasn't it, gosh, maybe it was the Wayne's world episode. We were talking about how all the best directors are master manipulators. Mm-hmm. And so it might come with uh, theatrical or cinema greatness that you're inherently a dick mm-hmm. and being an asshole isn't necessarily against the rules. Um, it's just rude, right? Yeah. It, it, it all depends. It all depends. And I think what's going to happen is that probably people are going to, he's going to do Lethal Weapon 5 and he's going to bring in like his buddies. Like he'll bring in Robert Downey Jr. to work with him because him and Robert Downey Jr. are like super tight. They're super tight. Yeah, but it's not like they're he, like listen, best friends. Even though he's, even though he has, you know, controversy about him or like he is an asshole, he still pulls in talent. It's not like he's he not does. getting. Like he, you know, he made Hacksaw Ridge. He had good actors for that. So like, it's not like he doesn't mm-hmm. have the ability or the access. It's not like people are like, nope, we're not working with Mel Gibson anymore because he's still doing it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I, if people can still work with Roman Polanski. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. Like people are still I mean, willing to work words that have that now guy. been said. So. So it's just. For it, real. That's for real. Like if they still want to work with him, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's absurd. That's absurd. But um, all right. So okay. So that's 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 another piece of news. I mean, it, it, there's a few things, but I don't know if you want you guys want to keep going. I got a couple things. I, if you have I, I do want to ask. Um, I, uh, by around the table here, how many people have seen the first four Lethal Weapon movies? I have. I have not. Wow. Okay. I didn't think. Of, man. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. I need to see some more of these. Then probably the best one, in my opinion, is Weapon Two. That's the best one, in my opinion. It's not Lethal Weapon Three. I'll tell you that. Is that the no, one? That's Joe for Pesci? sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's the one where Joe Pesci comes along. Not a good that's one. That's three. That's yeah, three. Not that's not one. great. No. That, that's not great. I've seen them the, all. The, the, uh, yeah. I'll have to watch them. Jeez. I think I, I like one. I think I actually still. I haven't watched them in a long time, but I feel like I would still like one and two. If I yeah. like when I when I think about it, I feel like I'd still dig it. Yeah, because one and two are like the prototypical like action cop nineties buddy movies. Mm-hmm. Like that's like what Tango and Cash and they even like made fun of it with Last Action Hero. Like all those nineties cop movies, they're all like based off of Lethal Weapon. All of them. Every single cop movie, buddy movie has come out since Lethal Weapon are have has so many tropes that come out of that movie. Because it was such a recipe for success, wasn't it? I mean, it, it just worked. I mean, it had good pedigree. It was directed by Richard Donner. It had Mel Gibson, who was who was who was like a number one actor in that time. It had Danny Glover. I mean, I mean, who was an Academy Award nominated actor. So I mean, it was it it had it had the definite chops, and it and it worked out. Is Danny Glover coming back? Um, as far as I know, he is. I mean, that's the plan. The plan is for everybody to come back. I mean, even I've even heard Rene Russo and Joe Pesci and all those people coming back and shit. I don't know about Chris Rock, but let's see what happens. Okay. <laughs> but okay. but I've heard everybody's willing to come back for more shit. So we'll I mean, see what's up. He's 75, though. He looks I good mean, for 75, I'll tell you that. Have you seen him in the last movie he did? I, I, no, I don't, I don't disagree. I just mean, like, he might not be jumping on vehicles or out of planes. or No, probably not. You know? And I wouldn't fault him for it. I don't to. know. I don't know. 
They have something called stunt doubles. Duh. I mean, just okay, talk but to. Sometimes you can tell. Okay. Just talk to Harrison Ford, dude. He's like, what, 90? <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be. <laughs> some some, some of the movies that he's done. 86? Like, I'm, I'm concerned about that Indiana Jones movie. I mean. Well, I mean, they had to shut it down for a bit because he got hurt again. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. But yeah, they had to shut it down for a bit because he got hurt. He got hurt. Oh but my I think God. I think they've stopped principal photography and they finished it. So I think that's in the it's in the can, as they and say, ready for editing. Did Spielberg do that one? Is no, it's directed by James Mangold. Okay, Mangold. That's right. We talked about that. <clears throat> yes, right. yes, yeah. He directed. He directed. It. All right. So there's one other piece of news. Um, I mean, I have two, but it really depends. Do you guys want to hear about Harry Potter or do you guys want to hear about uh, Predator? Is there Harry Potter news? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, they're doing it's, a, it's, aren't they doing another one? They're going to bring back uh, like later years. Is that what the news is? Sorry. Well, no. What the news is is that well, that's part of it. He's it's it's an it's an interest, uh-huh. but they have a, so this week was the 20th anniversary of the re- release of the first movie. Okay, so it's been 20 years since Harry Potter and the Philosopher. If that slash doesn't make you feel old, stuff. folks. on top of that do you know you know the timeline is in that movie right you know what year that movie actually takes place in right oh no actually like 1990 sure i believe it yeah okay yeah because the last movie the what they considered the in in the timeline called the battle of hogwarts takes place in spring of 97 oh god tell me they get iphones (laughs) spring of 97 bro I know and we're then, talking about a decade later, but I want to hear about and then, this. Like, and then eh, the we don't curse, need owls then anymore. The, <laughs> and, then, and then the play, the, the play, the cursed child takes place in 07. But, um, but anyway, so they're, they're, Chris Columbus has said that he's interested, if given the opportunity to adapt the stage play into a movie, but he'll only do it if the the trilogy return, the three okay. of them return. Okay. So that's what he's he's been told to say. But the reason he said that is because. Um, in in Jan- January first on HBO Max, they're gonna they're filming it now. They're gonna be doing a reunion special with all the Harry Potter's actors, including Ron, Hermione, and Harry. So they're all bringing them back. Everybody's coming back because I didn't even know they were filming it. I didn't even know that they, it was actually done. It was like I guess it was done in secret after all the Johnny Depp bullshit. But supposedly, like in March or April, the new Fantastic Beast movies is coming out. I didn't even know they were they had finished filming it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Okay, so I knew the Fantastic Beast movie was coming. What happened with Johnny Depp? Did I miss this? Well, I mean, if you were hiding under a rock, which apparently you were, Johnny yeah, Depp dude. got into this big fight with his then, I guess you could say, girlfriend. Yeah, I think it was his Amber girlfriend Heard. or fiance or something. Yeah, Amber yeah. Heard. So, so they both had a huge court battle um, over stuff. But supposedly, like she said that he beat her. He Ooh. said he said, no, it's actually the other way around. She beat the shit out of me. <laughs> like like she's he kept saying she's a vicious human being. She said he's a horrible person, that he beats women, that he's and all this stuff. There was just a he said, she said. And this all stunted the movie because it's Disney. Yeah, so they basically knocked him out as soon as everything started happening. They kicked him out because he was gonna—he was playing Grindelwald, which was the main villain in the first two movies. Um, and he was He's supposed right to be villain. in the third he one. Wasn't bad. Yeah, he wasn't bad, but but the the third one now he got replaced by Mads Mikkelsen, which I think was a much better choice. Mads Mikkelsen. 
Oh, come on, Derek. Oh, Jesus Christ, Derek. Are you in a movie podcast, bro? <laughs> Holy fuck me, dude. Seriously, bro? I. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Derek. You really, are you really looking this up? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Okay. Way better. Way <laughs> yeah. better. Classic, classic, Derek. Jesus, Derek. Fuck. Hold on, hold on, Derek. I have a bone for that reason. You, for that, yes, re- no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. For that reason, I'm just gonna do this, Derek, to you. Okay, just wait. I'm gonna wait walk away me, while you do this. No, no, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> it's backed by popular demand. <laughs> I mean, you needed it. Seriously, you should literally just have one person to say that they wanted it, and now it's here forever. (laughs) Because you need you need to hear that from time to time. Yeah, bro, puts you in your place. How did you you, not know? Put you in check, bro. Derek, I'm so disappointed in you, bro. Okay, first off, there are lots of actors and actresses that are super talented, incredible at their craft, and I I acknowledge that. I I watch their movies, and I'm like, that guy was fucking good, or that girl was amazing. I still don't know their names most of the time. I just enjoy it. Can we? I, I actually have a bone to pick with you, real quick, Derek. Okay, I'm gonna, okay. I'm Here gonna we put go. this out in the in the in the podcast universe. I was speaking to a mutual friend of ours. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> and we were talking about a certain film, and the film we were talking about <laughs> was the movie "This Is the End." Okay. Oh. And I was talking about how much I how much I love this is the end. That movie is such shit. And then, see, oh my gosh. And you know what? Okay, so our mutual friend was telling was brought you up in particular because he knows that we're on a podcast together. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, I remember we saw it with Derek, or he was discussing with Derek. I don't remember if he said you saw it together or you guys were discussing it. But we did said, watch it at some point together. I don't remember okay. when or where. And he said that you had a real hoity-toity attitude about it, where you're like, this isn't real film. This isn't cinema. And I'm thinking to myself, how dare for <laughs> him? Say something. That's exactly what I said. To, actually, we were drinking beers, and I said, "How dare that motherfucker!" I'm going to bring this oh, up on the podcast. God. Okay, <laughs> he's let such me, an arrogant little son of a bitch. <laughs> let me let me elaborate here. Um, I, I will mention that I had only seen it once, that one time, and my opinion holds true. That movie was shit. You are a... Oh, God, you're a dummy. Now, the reason I say this is I didn't didn't make any sense. I didn't give a shit about any of the characters, anything they were going through. None of it made any sense. There wasn't any continuity. It felt like you gave a few comedians a shit ton of money and visual effects artists to just put together a fucking movie. Well... and mind you, there are other movies like this. It is not on its own, right? I think about uh, uh, similar films are, um, God, what was that? Uh, he's going to mention every, Christmas Party. He, he's going to mention like every David Gordon Green movie ever made. I know. <laughs> every Seth Rogen movie yeah, ever made. Yeah, I know. He's going to be like, are these all stoner flicks? <laughs> or or what he's, or this is the next thing too. Like everything you just said there, like spoke to me, Derek. It did. It spoke to me mm-hmm. so hard because every film you bring to the table on this podcast, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about it. Every single one of them. So I totally get it. I get what you're saying. The <laughs> first movie that comes to mind is uh, The Night Before. It is a Seth Rogen film. Uh-huh. And the difference is that that movie had a story and development uh-huh. and characters that I cared about. And though 
it wasn't earth shattering. It wasn't something you'd see in a film festival. That's not uh-huh. what it was. I think <laughs> that's who they were aiming for. Right. <laughs> um, and I enjoyed that movie, but this is the end. Just, it's like it picked up. I was like on like the fifth or sixth film of a series, but no one had ever seen any of the movies before. No, <laughs> and it just let you go that way. I'm like so confused on why you're confused about this, Derek, because the film isn't picking up on a series. You're watching a satire about these actors who are playing themselves. They're yeah. not using, playing other characters. They're playing themselves. They're literally using their own names. Yes. And they're doing it in a very satirical manner. When's the last time you watched this film? Actually, before we keep going. When did you, it, did you watch the, it once? It was once. It was probably okay. shortly after it came out. And I want to, I really, I don't remember exactly, but I really want to say that we watched it at the house. So it was probably after it was out on v, uh, DVD and stuff. Okay. okay. Do me a favor. Watch it again. Watch it. Okay. Watch it again. Okay. Because I'll tell you this, Derek. The first time I watched it, I was like, this movie sucks. Uh, that is, I in the movie theater, I saw it in the movie theater, I was like, this wasn't good. I did not like it. For some reason, I was watching it again on TV, like a couple years later after it came out. They and put I was, that on TV? Yeah, and it was on The HBO. giant was devil like on, dicks no, swaying around? Yeah, it was on like HBO or something. It was like premium television. It was like premium television. And... I'm watching it, hysterically laughing through it, and asking myself, why did I hate this movie? And now it's become... No, now it's become (laughs) one of my favorite comedies that I've ever seen. Give it another another shot. Watch it again. That's what I like to call... You might That's what I like to call the the Napoleon Dynamite effect. If you watch Napoleon Dynamite once only, you won't enjoy it. But once you start watching, if you give it a shot for a second time... I've I I could okay. stop laughing. So so I Same I don't, I don't disagree. There are oh, yeah. absolutely films like that, and I was going to go to Nacho Libre because I feel like there are some films. Nacho Libre is one for me. The first time I watched it, I enjoyed it. The second time, it was even. I was better. about to say the first time I saw that, I was like, "This movie's amazing." And, and, and this, then this as is I when keep I'm watching it. It gets it's even better. Funnier. Like I look at any GIF yeah. of yeah. that, and it is GIF. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. out there saying GIF. <laughs> If it, I watch any, I see any GIF of Nacho Libre, and I'm like, I want to fucking watch that movie again. Like it is that hilarious, right? And here's here's my question: Is it, it are movies better if they get you the first time? I okay, that's a great question because no, because there's films, yes and no, because I think there's <laughs> films, it's both of them, it's both of them. Because there's films that I've watched the first time where I was like, oh, that knocked my socks off. And I watch it again and over and over again. And it keeps getting better. And I still enjoy it. But there's movies that ha- this happens to me often, too. It's not the first time. This is the end. How many more times have you watched Dune since the last episode? Oh, God. I've watched it about six times. I'm not, I'm not lying. Dude, I've just been, same. I've been so I've been many times. <laughs> I've been studying. Every time it, but, it gets better. Yeah, Go ahead. yeah. I've been studying it. But um, there's, there's movies that I hate the first time that I see. And for some act of God, I watch it again. And there's some movies that I'm like, I thought I was supposed to like this, so I'll just watch it again because I feel like I was giving it a hard time the first time. And then I realize it's good. Like, that happened to me with The Revenant. That happened to me with, uh, with not Django Inter- Unchained. You, 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 you told us Interstellar was that. Interstellar, yeah, I go back and forth with that one. I love the movie and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> uh, it happened to me not with uh, he not loves with Django. He hates it. Yeah, it happened to me with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I hated the first time. I was like, this movie's so stupid. And then I watched it again. And then I watched it again. I was like, what am I thinking? Like, what is going <laughs> on in my head? It's, yeah, it's so great. It's yeah, very good. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know, dude. But yeah, I so yes and no. I mean, like, I feel like there's if it, just because you don't like it the first time doesn't mean it's okay. But the question a, is not a dud. If you have to see the movie a second time to like it, is it bad? That's not what I'm saying. Mm. Are movies that get you the first time better than movies that take a second time? No, no, because because if I think about the movies that I liked the first time, like let's talk about once upon a time in Hollywood, for example, it took me a second viewing to like it. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And once upon a time in Hollywood is a much better movie than what's a movie that I liked the first time I saw it. Then, um, then, uh, inception. It is. It's a better movie. I'm sorry. I'm two totally different types of movies, but I enjoy once upon a time in Hollywood way more than inception. And, I loved Inception the first time I saw it. Sure. So, um, I've seen seen Inception a couple times since I've seen it, and it's good, still good. But but once upon a time in Hollywood is is great every time you watch it. And it took me two viewings to get that. I would argue that a movie that gets you the first time and each time gets better is the best kind of movie. Because movies everything like you say is right. That's why. No, no, no. I, I, just, I say, like, for example, example, is that what you're saying, yeah, Derek? Yeah, nose up, nose up. Go ahead. Derek, when I sorry. watched things like it, when, the first time I saw Inception, I was like, that was a great movie. And each time I watched it, probably for the next like four or five times, there was new shit that I saw that made oh, yeah. me love it even more. Right? I thought. I think the same thing about Dune. I think that's the reason I watched it. I probably haven't watched it six times, but I've, I've seen it a number of times. And every time I watch it, it gets a little bit better. And there's things you notice. And gosh, I, for anybody out there, our last episode was on the Dune. We did a special on on Dune. Go and listen. Go and watch that movie. And there's so it's like after we recorded, there was a wave mm-hmm. of information that I found online of things of like all the different nuances that I did not have understand mm-hmm. or have a clue. Dude. Dude, so many levels. It's yep. the same with Inception or, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, this, there's these little things that you pick up. And I would argue that if a movie continuously gets better each time you see it, starting from the first one, it's a better film. I mean, I, I, I understand that. I don't, I'm not fighting you on that. I think that that makes sense. But I don't know if that's necessarily how it works for me because there's films in my like top five list that I didn't like the first time I saw. And like... I feel like they're amazing films as I kept watching them. And there's films there that I did like the first time I saw. Like I'm trying to like use examples for you, but like um, <laughs> eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is like the best is one of it's in my top five. And I think it was amazing from first viewing. And every time I watch it, it just becomes more and more, especially as Budapest I get older. Hotel was like that for me as well. Would you say Budapest, what? Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. First time I saw it, I was like, well, that, was, that was enjoyable. I enjoyed that's, this. And then next time and next time and the yeah. next time it's like yeah. so that's, much better. That's, that's, that's bottle rocket for me. Bottle rocket is that dude bottle rocket. Like I remember the first time, actually the first, actually I'll take the back. First time I saw bottle rocket, I was kind of like, huh. and then I kept watching it over and over. I've watched bottle rocket probably a hundred times. That, that film is so good, <laughs> like on and, so many I mean, levels. Yeah. That and another movie I'm just gonna throw before. Then we're gonna we're gonna go to refill because we have we we've got 42 minutes into mm-hmm. this. Um, another one for me is uh, Edgar Wright Scott's Pilgrim versus the World. That's that a movie, great movie. It's a great that movie. movie gets better and better every time I it's watch. Very it. funny movie, man. That it's hilarious. Very funny. Every time, every time yeah. I walk by my daughter, my daughter watches it all the time. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk by my daughter, I always go to her. 
Thank you, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) That movie's just out of control. But all right, so I'm going to go ahead and stop it there, guys. We've done the news. We've killed the news to bore. Um, So I'm going to go ahead. Let's go ahead and take it to the refill portion. If you got to go take a piss, get a refill, do whatever you do. Derek, keep drinking screwball because I want you to hammer it. It's dangerous, man. I was like chugging it. It's so good. I know. (laughs) Just one more cup, bro. Just one more cup. One more beer. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. see. Remember that one day that you guys asked me to do it and I did it? Yep. I'm asking you to do it now, Derek. Derek, keep going, one more in there. Derek, keep going, one baby. More in there, buddy. Keep going, baby. And I want to see half we'll that. See after the Let's break, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so see you, man of my dog. Go take a piss. Go do whatever you need to do. We'll see you in a minute. Peace. From the refill portion of our episode, uh, I am staying with uh, you know Eldorado and Coke Zero because it's working for me, man. It's really working for me as always. And uh, uh, Eric, are you sticking with your guns tonight? I'm, I'm a plain old basic bitch tonight. Staying with the same <laughs> stuff. Staying with the same. Here we come. I think, I think instead of calling it a basic bitch, we just call it. We're just calling it a collateral beauty. this is i'm not even mad that's so accurate yeah yeah i'm collateral beautying so hard right now i'm staying with the same drink as i had before anyone you know from any of your work in film or film school is just like shitting on you right now they're blowing up your phone (laughs) Derek, what are you drinking buddy all right so don't get mad hang tight i promise i won't disappoint okay all right all right so the first thing i got here is I went and got uh, from Carbach Brewing Company the Jukebach Texas style Bach. I don't know what that means. It says the Bach and Roll. Oh, okay. Bach and Roll. That's cute. It's we'll like Shiner, Bach, Shiner's a Bach. Shiner Bach. Yeah, yeah. And it tastes like a very hoppy beer. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just a hoppy beer. It's not Carbach my kind good. of thing. Well, it's Carbach a shame. is good. Carbach Brewing is not bad. You know what would have been better if you just continue drinking uh, Screwball? That would have been On better. that note, I went and got new ice. <laughs> nice. I told you I would not disappoint. I told you I would not disappoint. My dude. I got De- new ice and I filled it half full so far. And uh, Double fisting. This is the first time he's <laughs> spoken on this podcast that I wasn't disappointed. Good job, buddy. Well done. Uh, if you don't recall, we had a pretty common agreement on the last two <laughs> movies we've rated. Yeah, so. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. And tonight, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm excited about this one, guys, because oh man, I have. I've been some, trying to hold my tongue for so. I have mm. some. Me too. And there was things I was going to text you guys that I was like, nope, I'm going to keep this fresh. Right and Let's keep do it. it. In. That's exactly think, what I was thinking. I didn't want to text anything. I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention that yeah. I saw it. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, I think, here. All right, so let's let's go ahead and get this party fucking started. All right, so um, as I said in the beginning of the episode, the movie that we're talking about tonight is The Professional. Uh, The Professional was um, directed by Luc Besson, came out in 1994. It stars Jean Reno as 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 Leon, the cleaner, um, a hitman. And it also stars in her first role, I believe, her premiere role as Matilda, 
uh, 12-year-old Natalie Portman. So I'm going to go ahead and just do a quick um, surmise on this, um, what they have in IMDb. Uh, Matilda, a 12-year-old girl, is reluctantly taken in by Leon, a professional assassin, after her family is murdered. An unusual relationship forms as she becomes his protege and learns the assassin's trade. So that's a basic, as we say, it's, it's the collateral beauty premise. That's a movie. very basic explanation. <laughs> yes, it is. The collateral it is, it beauty is. premise. <laughs> so, so, all right. So let's go ahead and get into it. I will be honest with you. I absolutely adore this movie. I've loved it ever since I saw it in the theaters when I was in high school. Um, and, and I actually saw the first time I ever saw about this movie, they made, they had made like an HBO behind the scenes of little 30 minute behind the scenes special they used to have on HBO back in the nineties. Um, inside look or something they called it. Yeah, yeah. Something like HBO inside look, whatever it was like. And it was for this movie. And I was like, wow, this movie looks badass. And then I saw it in the theaters and I was like, holy shit. Cause I thought it was great because it had that whole like night, it, it quintessential nineties action movie basically because it was just, it was in New York and it was grimy. It was sweaty. <laughs> it was just like, it looked like everything that you experienced in New York in the nineties was like, I didn't know nineties. I didn't know New York in the nineties. I didn't go until I was a, after my senior year. I did but, guys. I got you. It was accurate. It's accurate. Okay. <laughs> me nasty, disgusting in summer. Summer smells like shit. Probably. It looks like summer smells like shit. So, um, but anyways, but I mean, I always enjoyed this movie and I, I mean, I don't care if you guys didn't like it. That's good on you guys, but I don't give a shit because I didn't care. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I really don't, don't care. But he's on this podcast to hear our hear our, yes. our opinions. And I think your arguments, I think your opinions are wrong. But I'm just going to let you guys know. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't even know if I agree with you yet. I, if you do, great. If you don't, I don't give a shit. So, um, <laughs> but we're, but as as let's go ahead and get started. I I could talk about this movie all day long. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and get yourself started? Derek, why don't you start? Go for it. Yeah, you've never seen the movie, Derek, right? You yeah, never I, the movie I think you're because yeah. I have a weird. We'll get to me. Go ahead. You'll go with. Go, go, go ahead, Derek. Go ahead. Go ahead. So yes, this is the first time I saw it. Um, I did not know what to expect. I intentionally kind of didn't try and research all that much. I did uh, because I think I made this mistake once before. I did watch the trailer because I wanted to have. Uh, I forget what movie it was we watched recently. And, and it was probably one of the last probably five or six episodes that I, I kind of went into it with the wrong idea. And I, Oh, it was, it might've been uh, uh starship troopers. I think okay. I didn't really, I didn't really know what I was going to get. No. So I went in so blind that anything would have blindsided me. And so I watched it and I was like, Oh, it's another Jason Bourne movie. <laughs> and, and I went into it with that mindset. And so when I, started taking notes, my notes kind of reflect that. And you can clearly, when, when I go through my notes here, you can see the turning point whenever it started to click like, oh, this is brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> because there were some things that were uh, just kind of weird, you know, like weird choices in music choice or, or like when it would kick in and, 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 and things like that would just kind of pull you out of the story. It was probably like the first like five or six minutes, you know, like the music is just not, when when Matilda goes into his well, hold on, let me rewind. Um, you think that he's just a hard ass hitman, and he says life's always like this. It's always like this, right? And 
you, you think that he's just a hard ass, right? He's, he's, he's that guy. And then you hear his backstory and, and like how he got to America, what circumstances made him want to come to America and get into this line of work. And you're like, Oh man, he's, his life has just been like that. He was being honest and truthful to this little girl. He's just a romantic. My eyes just fell anyway. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, and then the scene where I have to point out before I get to this point, the scene where, Matilda shows up with the milk and she's in tears praying How that he will open the door. Good. And he opens the door and she's showered in white light. Yes. Dude. But can we just talk about brilliant. you? Also, I saw I that and I was you. like, oh. Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, but like also to you, the acting in that moment. Damn it. Can you hear me? Yeah, she was okay. good. Her acting yeah. was spot on. It was unbelievable for a little 12-year-old Natalie Portman to pull that off, and I buy every minute, every second of it. The Dude. intensity of her starting once, and then twice, and then three times on that doorbell. And he's and you can and they, cl- they cut to him, and he's fidgeting. He doesn't know what to do. He's not sure he wants to do, even open the door. Like, this is not my deal. I'm not in the middle of this. This is not my and then you, know. you had then And then the shot, which is amazing, where it's just a shot of her face. And then behind, you see the guy, the thug. Let's just say thug number two, mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. A thug, one of, one of, one of uh, Gary Oldman characters, thugs just walking closer to her and you're just like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? And, and dude, I mean, I mean, it's just unreal. It's unreal. It opens up and illuminates her face in this night, nice daylight wash. And in my first thought was like her, her savior right there. Right. This is a heavenly moment. The angel has come down. Right. Blah, 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 blah. And, and I was like, man, that is a great, an incredible shot. Right. And then it it got to the next part, which really threw me off where, um, you know, they're sitting at that table and they hadn't got into the pig part yet. The pig part's cute. I I get it. You get to see his human side. Um, and, but there's parts where the music fades out and fades in abruptly and fades in and fades out. And it, and it really threw me off. I was like, what the hell is going on with this? This movie might be shit. And it only took maybe another five minutes before I was like, oh, God, this thing is it's is his brilliance. Um, I did want to mention and I, I know that this is like a common trope in uh, thug or bad guy movies. They only hire bad guys with long hair and there's a guy with dreads. There's another guy okay. with, like this is that, that old stereotype. Like if you got long hair, you're just not good. You're a bad guy. So, so here's the funny thing. I want to talk to you about that actor. So that guy, I, I did a little bit of a IMD. Okay, so we didn't get into the other than Jean Reno and and Matilda played by Nandi Portman. There's also the great Gary Oldman in one of his earlier movie roles. So good. Oh my god, so dude, it's good. Yeah. Oh god, he's so good in this movie. Like he takes he takes manic menace to a whole other level, dude. But um. He, so, the guy with the dreads reminded me of Giovanni Ribisi, and no, I didn't know who that was. I had to look it up, but I remember him from Gone in sixty seconds. It's okay. And, oh my god! All right, so the the guy who the guy who was the dreads, I did a bit of. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? What other movies has he been in? So he's only got like four credits to his name. But then, as I'm reading his IMDb page, okay, he hasn't been in a movie since like 1999. I think he was in a. I think it was a movie called Blazing, another hot pot movie. <laughs> 
Turns out that motherfucker parlayed his small but somewhat successful pop movie career as a as a as a as, a, as an extra into a highly successful real estate company. What? <laughs> okay, that's he, he a, is quite the a president term. and co-creator of MC Squared Realty. He's credited as Willie One Blood. That's his name. His real name is Willie Harbor Jr. But if you look at his trivia, he's he's the president and co-creator of MC Squared Realty, which is a very successful, like like business, like commercial real estate company in Florida. And not only that, because I think because of his business, they've actually become like like brand advisors and shit like that. So it's just like what the fuck. He's also a him? reggae singer. <laughs> yes, yes. So I don't know, dude, but I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? But that's it. That's all. That's one thing I wanted to talk about. I thought that was strange. But there were a few people in the movie, like, um, but go, go back, go back to what you were talking about. Keep going. Dan. So my, my next note is when Gary Oldman, you know, first off, he sends up all of his thugs, right? Uh, well, no, I think the first time we see him, he's trying to find out, you know, where the extra 10% of Coke is at, right? Mm-hmm. And and he 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 doesn't he he his character is so downplayed in that scene that mm-hmm. you don't really you don't really grasp like do I like him do I hate him you know whatever he, he's he's just the guy who's the bad guy to this other guy he's the heavy he's the heavy yeah yeah but when he comes back the next day oh. all his thugs come up the stairs first and he steps off the elevator right and they've cleared the 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 floor or whatnot. And he pops that pill and he does this. They do this incredibly brilliant camera angle, just looking down on him, just doped out. I immediately, I was like, I put down, Gary Oldman is doing a great job. <laughs> uh, guys, I spelled it that way, like, great. Yeah, and I know that you've probably seen no other Gary Oldman movies, but he's great in everything. Just go look at <laughs> his, his catalog. Uh, he was, wasn't he in uh, Tinker Tots? Uh, yes. yes. Tinker Tots, yes. Soldier Spy. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. That's a good one. Another another really good movie I enjoyed, right? I and mean, he's, he, I mean, he makes every even bad movies great. Like, he's a bad guy in Hitman Wife's Bodyguard, and he's amazing in that movie, too. So it's just like... <laughs> Doesn't nope. matter, dude. Nope. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, so my next note cuts to after he's agreed to to train Matilda and kind of apprentice her, and mm-hmm. they do that montage of her getting practice, right? And I counted; they did twenty one hits in that montage. And my first thought was, "That's a pretty reputable one." <laughs> like, <laughs> like when you when the first time you've killed somebody, you've seen someone else do it. 21 times is a pretty good rap. I mean, you probably got it figured out by then, I imagine. I mean, I definitely I wouldn't want to go up against so, her at that point. So how long was the version you saw, Derek? Uh, Well, the first one I watched was the theatrical release. The second one I watched oh, was the so director's you saw, cut. You saw a director's cut. You saw the two and a half hour one, right? Yeah, the, I enjoyed the first one, the theatrical cut so much that I was like, well, I have to see the director's cut. Like. Yeah. Like I have to, I have to go back yeah. to see it. Like what it was what was his vision? Did they make the right choice with the cuts for the theatrical because sometimes that's the case. Sometimes yes. the better film is a theatrical version because the director mm-hmm. might have I don't know, whatever, right? Um but I went back and I watched the, the the director's cut and I I have to be honest, I know it was longer. I think it was what like 20 or 30 minutes more? 25 like minutes that. longer. It's 25 minutes longer. I can't say that I even noticed that much of a difference. 
Like I enjoyed yeah. it the same way. The thing is, is that okay, so so like I read about that. So they didn't. So the reason why he recut the movie for the American release because that's the European release, by the way. That version is the European version. Oh, the director's cut. Yes, the director's okay. cut is his original vision of the movie. The one that came out in the states, he cut it down by two minutes because test audiences were uncomfortable with the restaurant scene where she was drinking. They felt like there was a weird pedophilic, you know. There's a there's dynamic. a concept in this movie, yeah. absolutely. So there's that, and then of course they, they were uncomfortable. And I'm here to talk about it. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not murder. It's not thugs. It's not cocaine, drug dealing, DEA agents. It's no. none of that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. And I mean, so they were concerned that that was the part of it, and that, and of course, the scenes where she's participating in assassinations. So, you know, like, well, and they said I that American audiences would not cater to that, which I totally get because we're such a puritanical culture over here. So. Well, and and um, there were, I watched it, they did a reunion, I don't know, kind of, I don't know, behind the scenes kind of thing, like 10 years later. Like at Comic-Con and shit? Uh, well, no, it was like a, like they'd filmed it and probably went straight to DVD kind of thing, oh, okay. um, at, where they went back and interviewed a lot of the people involved in the film, a lot of the actors and actresses and so forth. And um, I, I, it makes a lot of sense, but Natalie Portman talked a lot about some of the things that her parents and required as changes to the film before she would agree to doing it. And, you know, like some of the changes that they asked were reasonable. I, I can understand, especially for, I think she was 11 whenever they were filming this. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they never wanted to show her inhaling the cigarette. And, and you know what? I can get that. They also wanted throughout the end of the movie for her to give up smoking. They did that. All right, cool, whatever. And they also, you know, didn't want to ever show her actually killing somebody and all these different, different things, right? And yet the key thing that throws people off of this movie, they totally let ride. Um, and, and I mean, we have, we'll get there in a moment, but you realize that that's, that's because of the director and a, an early on love that he discovered with a 15 year old actress who was also the uh, stripper in the, yes. in the opening scene. You did the oh, research really? like I did. You nice. did the same research I did, Derek. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. I mean, this movie, okay, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't picked up on it yet, I really enjoyed this movie. I cannot, I cannot express to you how much you need to see this movie before you hear the rest of our recording, because the rest of this will not make sense. Um, I, the way I described it to my wife, because I wanted to get her to watch it. Spoilers. I said, no, 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 I, I didn't want to spoil it to her, but I said, there are certain- No, no, for the, the audience. For, for the audience, for the audience, not for your I wife. I said, there, there are certain concepts- in modern society that we deem to be unacceptable taboo, in any taboo, scenario. Taboo, right? taboo, yeah. And, you know, uh, and, and the example I give is, I was like, if you ever see somebody beating a child, doesn't matter why, you step in, right? And I mean beating a child, right? Um, and I said, so when you watch this movie and you start noticing that they're shooting a baby up with heroin, which is not from this movie, this is an example, and they're shooting up a baby with heroin, by the end of the movie, you're kind of rooting for it, understand that you kind of need to see the whole thing to get the concept of what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Right? Like there, are, there are certain things that in, in today's culture, you wouldn't, you wouldn't normally think like any scenario that this is happening, this is not okay. Right. But by the end of this movie, 
the way that they handled it, the background of what you understand. I mean, I'm just going to jump straight to it. Leon and the way his first love ended, right? His emotional growth stopped then at 19. Yeah. He became a stone cold killer at that point. Mm -hmm. And he met this 11 year old girl who she says that she's 18, but they don't really dig into it. You kind of get the feeling that he doesn't quite believe it. He is emotionally, not physically, he is emotionally blossoming beyond where he, from where he left off at 19. Mm -hmm. Because this girl has awoken that side of his personality that he has suppressed for so long since he lost his first love. And, and I don't think it's so much, I don't think it's so much. Um, and that's the thing for me, my opinion. I can't wait. I had to jump to that. It's such a good concept. No, no. Yeah. And I mean, I think for me, and this is, this is just me. It, it, some people I can see where they can kind of get a fact where he's, he's having like a pedophilic relationship with her, but I don't think that's the case in my they opinion. They don't take it to a physical place. I don't think so. I think he's more of, he's having more of a, it's a loving friendship where well, and there's there's where he, he like you said he's 19 in his mind he you know he's he's emotionally stunted so in his brain he's still that young 19 year old guy even though he's much older but that you know like like it's kind of like the whole thing with like he's been he's kept himself in a prison it's like in prison yeah. you get out your mind is the same age as when you got in so there's guys that go yeah. into prison at like Twenty, uh, like 19, 20 years old, they come out at like 45, 50 years old. But, but mentally, mentally, they're still like 19, 20. Well, and that's that's why when I when I saw this film, they and and I do not mean to split hairs here, but when I they did not portray it. OK, th- there are some things that come to mind whenever I think about how bad things like pedophilia can be. Yes. Right? There's physical abuse. There's emotional abuse. There's also a certain amount of power that comes from somebody who is fully mentally developed. You can manipulate someone who is not on your mental level into doing anything. And so they don't, they don't have any understanding of what choices they're making, right? And it, it can be the same if you were a celebrity dating a fan. You mentally have power over that relationship to make that other person do things that they would not normally do. We see it mm-hmm. in Hollywood all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those things that are key indicators to why I I feel very strongly against things like pedophilia. This movie didn't have. This movie was very clean and cut. To you have an emotionally suppressed man who is starting to admire life because of seeing it through the eyes of this young girl, right? Mm -hmm. Understanding her perspectives and, and taking on her approach to things of like, you know, you might want to have a little bit of fun and play a game of charades. Like they, they paint this in a frame that makes it far more comfortable because the first half of this film, I was very uncomfortable. And by the end of the film, I realized the director wanted me to feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so that I could, feel what Leon was feeling. He was uncomfortable through that first half. When she mentions that she's falling in love with him, he says, I'm glad I'm glad. Yeah. He he spits out his milk and he says, I'm glad you don't have a knot in your stomach anymore, an upset stomach or whatever, but I don't think that that's love. Right. And, and you know what, if, if I were sitting in that chair, that is exactly the same thing I would have said, you know, like I don't, you're probably too young. You probably don't know what love is. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
man. Oh, man. There's a lot of, Eric, what about you? Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of layers to this film. And I want to start off by saying that this movie, the, I haven't seen it in probably 15, 20 years. It's been a long. I have it. I watched the my DVD version, which is the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, DVD. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Me, I broke it is, your, is your DVD the one that has like him? Like it's like very minimalist. It's like yellow or like yeah. Brown. I'll, I'll grab it and show it to you. In a second, <laughs> I, know, but, I have that yeah. copy. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know which copy you mean. And um, watching it again 15 years later, this film is a pile of shit, guys. It's not good. Oh. You guys don't know what you're talking like, Oh, my it's God. Not- he just, just wants to I'm disagree with me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my heart stopped. My heart stopped. Eric. No, no, no. I'm totally kidding. So this, I love Derek's point of view because he thought about it in ways that I wasn't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to preface too as well this is a great movie this movie's fantastic yeah um, i enjoyed it now even as i did 15 years ago and i watched it a bunch of times back in the day but haven't watched it since and i'm glad you you told us to watch it again because there's a lot of themes in this movie that i do think that are that are important to discuss and mm-hmm. even nowadays right now um your perspective of his emotionally being stuck at 19 I didn't pick that up, and that's brilliant. Yeah, like, that's I, I didn't pick that up either. Really great perspective that yeah, I dude. did not. Kudos think about. Well, for the first time, Derek. You mean I got something right? Yeah. I'm oh clap my, my god! You know what, that. Derek? For that reason, I'm going to give you this, bro. And this is in celebration, bro. <laughs> I still hate it just as much. <laughs> but go ahead, um, Derek. I'm but sorry. yeah, so I think we can we could. Uh, Let's since we're on it right now, we'll I'll just go right into it to the whole pedophilia aspect of it. Um, I agree with you. This was not a a, a, a pedophilic uh, relationship. Um, right. I understand why the uh, undertones would be uh, picked up or thought upon mm-hmm. on this movie, but it wasn't. He, I think that when you think about her perspective, especially as a um, you know, eleven or twelve year old girl in this movie, when she's has a shitty father who does not show oh, her love, God. and she finds this man who obviously has a severe amount of humanity in his heart, as you sure. can see, even though it was really hard for him to open that door because yeah. of what he knows and because of the lifestyle he lives. He yes. was really like he was fighting that. what he'd been taught. Like yes. his gut reaction mm-hmm. was to yes. open the door. Open the door, yeah. but he's like, I know I probably shouldn't. But you know his humanity's there because he opened the door, and then the whole pig thing with the kitchen. Yeah, made a little. That was a really a special moment because you're like, wow, this dude is humane. And then also too, like I think you're we're forgetting about one big one is where he was the gonna plant. kill her. He was gonna. Oh kill yeah. Her. Oh yeah. He was. Yeah. He, he, was. Yeah, he, he was. was. He's like, she knows I'm a hitman. I explained everything, and that's what it is. It was like inner turmoil. Like she can't know this, and he went in while she was sleeping, and he pointed a gun at her head, but he couldn't do it because. There's humanity there. So yeah. there is a soft-hearted nature of this guy who is emotionally stunted, um, is a little bit immature, maybe even um, maybe even a little bit mentally naive or mentally stunted in some way. Or um, Because as you could see with Danny Aiello, when he would say, oh, I have money. Can I come get it from you? Like, he was asking yeah. for his own money. Like he didn't know what to do. And like also with the Danny Aiello character, you don't even know if this guy was for real or if he's screwing him, like taking mm-hmm. advantage of him. You just yeah. don't really know what the what the I don't think it's clear cut. I do think he's screwing him, but I, don't I believe he was screwing yeah, yeah. him. But I don't think <laughs> me it's too, clear me too. cut. Yeah. I don't but, think he has his money there. I don't no, even no, have, I even no have a way, note. Shape, or form. 
I even have a note because, you know, towards the end of the movie, you know, Gary Oldman comes in and gets information because then he knows not only where Leon is, but what he looks like. Mm-hmm. And the next cut, the next time you see Tony, he's got a little bit of a bruise on him. A little bit of a and bruise. He yeah, he's beat, beat up. Sh- he got the he's shit kicked up. out of him. Yeah. And, and we know why, right? Yeah. He got it beaten out of him. He gave up Leon to uh-huh. save his own ass. Yeah. yeah. And my note, my, <laughs> my note <laughs> literally says, Tony's an asshole. Fuck Tony. Oh, 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 you know what? You're, you're, not, you're not too far from the truth. What I put, I just, in my mind, I thought of when I wrote it down, I put, Leon rescues her, but not before they they find her home. And then I put, and I, in my head, I, I thought of like Scarface. Saying, fuck you, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I heard, dude. Yeah. I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, fuck you, Tony. I was like, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's that aspect of it, too. So, he's naive. Uh, emotionally stunted Um, and he meets this girl and he obviously there is a a part of his nature that is um, I guess maternal would be the best way to put it because he's taking care of a plant maternal well no I'm saying I'm saying no I'm saying maternal because okay okay because I think there is a difference between paternal and maternal I think that there's maternal instincts and there's paternal and he's treats her and treats his plants with a kindness and a in a nurturing, like paternal is almost nature and maternal is more nurture. Okay, there's sure. a nurturing okay. aspect to it. So I don't ever that. correct me again, you asshole. <laughs> okay. Well, I still think you're wrong, but I understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> but anyhow, um, there's a nurturing aspect to him that that is important, and I think it's a nurturing um, relationship where it's not sexual. And I don't think it's sexual for her either, because like you guys pointed out in that scene where he said, that's not love. I think what she's truly discovering is a father-esque type protection. And that's a new experience for her. But this isn't her father. So she thinks I'm in love with him. I think I I might be in love with you. If you you figure at this age, it's unlikely that she has had any kind of real romantic experiences right oh no or any or any love at home other no, than not from her zero brother. love yeah. she, has, she has zero other than the love that she has for her little brother she has had no parental type of care or love in her life from the jump i mean i don't think she even knows who her father is based on her mother I mean, I mean, Audrey's been fucking around, and I say Audrey because the actress who played her mom was Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors. That's just me. Oh, that was Audrey. Wasn't <laughs> that it? was Audrey. Oh, yes, wow, it was. Audrey. Wow. Audrey. Even I caught that one. Oh, Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Wow. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, but like, like she doesn't even know if that's her dad. Who say it's her fucking mom? I mean, who the fuck knows for real? Well, she said it's not her mom. Oh, it's she not her said, mom. Yeah, it's her dad. It, right? it yeah. is her dad, but yeah. he's but, he's clearly I mean, a dick a dickhole, right? Oh my god, he's, he's a real piece of shit. Yeah, he's a oh my god, complete piece of. But because I of that, love that actor, by yeah, the way. yeah, he's great. Everyone in the film is great too. But yeah, all of those things combined, you have to really think about it from that aspect. And like, like you said, watch the film through and really understand. Especially, I think you really get the true nature of that relationship with them when he's dropping her down the hole. Yes, it's like this is not, this isn't sexual. This isn't. This is very much. This like, is. 
this I is want to pu- take care of you. Yeah, this is this a is, very it's, it's yeah. It's like the most pure like parental love that you could ever apply. The way he just holds her face mm-hmm. and the way he tells her to calm down and then she calms down. Yeah, like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. like it's like it's like the way that I've I've talked to my daughter like that. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. like I, I, like when I've asked her to calm down when she gets into like a fit. I'm like yeah. you need to like just just calm down. Everything will be okay, yeah, and she yeah. and she believes it. You know, what I mean, it's just like a. It's not in yeah. any way pedophilic. It doesn't yeah. feel that way. It just feels like this is like her true parent, what she's wanted from the jump, mm-hmm. and he's gonna protect her to the end. Yeah. So now, I, oh, sorry. Did you? Have, I, I was just gonna say. Um, I was said they made on my notes. They made me uncomfortable, just like Leon felt. It was gone when he woke fully clothed. Mm-hmm. When he woke up from sleeping right next to her, fully clothed, and immediately my first thought was, just like a dad would. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. like, fathers across the world might sleep in the same bed to comfort their child, fully clothed and cuddling mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You're just trying to soothe your child, make him feel comfortable, and there was nothing sexual about any of that. Nope. Nope. And as soon as that happened, when he woke up, and he even kind of, there's an, an angle where they kind of cut to where he just before he acknowledges how comfortable sleeping in a bed is, because this guy normally sleeps in a chair sitting <laughs> yeah, yeah, up all yeah. night. He's like, just he's like he, curling his toes and shit. <laughs> yeah. Just before he acknowledges like how comfortable it is to sleep in a bed, you kind of see him realize that he's still clothed. And yeah, the night was fine. I just slept yeah. next to mm-hmm. a tiny girl who I'm basically a parent to at this point. Yeah. And now, as soon as that happened, I immediately was like, there's no concern anymore about the whole pedophilia perspective. Yeah. Now, with all of that being said, now I'm going to have to go and talk about some other things here. Because, flip the script. Yeah, we'll flip the script. So I'm with you guys. I 100% uh, agree with what you're saying. I'm on the same page where I don't feel like I walked away from this movie feeling like this was pedophilic. Now, when doing research and looking more into it, because after I watched it, I really enjoyed it so much and that I was like, oh, let me look a little bit up about this stuff and whatnot and see what, what would I find. And also, too, there was one thing that I noticed, and this is really what made me do the research. There was one thing that I noticed during the film that I did not really like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. There is a moment when Matilda's first in the house. I think it might be one of the first conversations that they're having. I forget exactly where it is in the film, but there's a Bjork song that plays. And I really like Bjork, and that's why I noticed it. And it's called Venus (laughs) is a Boy, and it's a very sexual song. Okay, uh-huh. and that to me was a little bit disconcerting, <laughs> you know. So because of, <laughs> I didn't really dig that, but then when you watch the rest of the film, you realize, okay, this isn't maybe he that was on purpose to throw you off. I don't know, but it was, it's, it didn't rub me the right way when watching it. But either way, so I looked it up. I in 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 as as Derek said earlier. Luc Besson had a relationship with a French actress named, um, I think, it, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it might be Mai Wen or Mai Wan. I don't know. Um, mm, no idea. But she's a one-name actress. Yep. She's a one-name actress. And she, uh, she was in a relationship with him for, I think, multiple years. They had a child together. And they started a relationship when she was 15. And yep. he was 33. Yeah. Okay. He was much older than her. Um, and apparently, um, he le- ended up leaving her for uh, Mila Jovovich <laughs> when he was filming <laughs> the Fifth, Fifth Element. Element? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, which, which, well, I'll, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but my win went on record saying that the film was about their relationship. She said, uh, "This like 
she specifically said, I, I have this written down here. It says, in an interview with a French publication called Les Express, uh, Maywin claimed that Leon was the love story between a 12-year-old girl and a 30-year-old man and was still very much inspired by ours and explained how she attempted to write a book about her relationship with Besson in years w- with Besson. Uh, in the years of rubbing shoulders with movie stars in Los Angeles. But when the publisher gave it the title Beverly Hills or Lolita Love, she decided to ban its location, its publication. So I do think that this film was inspired by his situation. Now, again, there is something to be said that the age of consent in France is 15. Okay. Sure. There's something to be said about that. Yes. I'm not comfortable with that age, but either way, no. they, were with, they were within legal bounds to do that. But no. this film is inspired by that, okay? And because mm-hmm. of that, that doesn't, again, because I, I appreciate the film for what it's worth, and I think that all of us are taking away pretty much the same feeling from it. We're taking away, we have the same idea of it. I don't think it takes away from it, but it almost brings up what we were talking about earlier, and I almost brought this up when we were talking about earlier, is separating the art from the artist. Yes. Um, in, yeah. in that in that aspect where this film was inspired by a questionable love story sure, sure. in real life mm-hmm. um yeah. does that change the overall thing of it and i'm not going to tell you what my answer is yet i just wanted to talk to you guys about that first um well let me go first let me go first because yeah. I, I brought in the movie so i think as far as the overall aspect of the movie, even if I, I mean, I mean, I'm, I might sound like a weirdo, even if it's that's the case. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's it brings to mind a different type of situation because I am a father, but then I have to kind of separate that because you can't just use it as an excuse. I think here's the situation that for me, it's not great to think that this was inspired by that kind of situation, but also I'm not, it's, I guess I'm not in that culture. I guess I'm not French. I don't, I don't, I'm not in that type of wheelhouse because there's a plenty of French movies where they portray, even though they're 18, they portray women as if they're 15 year olds, like, you know, in France, you know, having relationships with older men because it's something that, uh, granted, I'm being a total ignorant American here, but it's something that's portrayed in France more than more than more than once. I mean, it's been in a lot of different movies. They've had that kind of. You portrayal. said you also said we're a puritanical culture. We also we are have we are scared of sex. Where Europe, they're not as scared. So they're not as scared. Mean. I mean, and so if you think about it, that's the reason why when we talked about how there's two different versions of this movie. Okay, those two different versions, you know, if you watch the the original the, the the main cut, which is the one that Luc Besson has that he that is he considers his his magnum opus on this movie, I mean, people were people were concerned because, as we said, because we're a puritanical culture, we've grown up in a society where this kind of thing, that kind of thing, should not be appropriate. Any type of undertones that mm-hmm. show that. Yeah, it's so just taboo like Lolita. Here. Just like Lolita. I mean, the old version of Lolita is considered very taboo, even though it came out in the fifties mm-hmm. and then or sixties. And the new version of Lolita was just as taboo. I mean, there's a couple scenes in that one where I'm just like, "How the fuck did the parents of that girl let him do that?" 
real quick case aside. in point case in point the rocking chair scene i don't yeah. get it and that also, was like whoa <laughs> real quick aside they wanted natalie portman to do that after watching after seeing her in the professional they wanted her to Are be a Lolita, and she said no yeah she said no thank she god didn't want to keep doing roles like that she didn't want to be looked at she didn't want to be sexualized and we'll smart, get that dude yeah we'll get to that later too but finish what you're saying we'll get to what her perspective all is i'm saying this. is that it's just i guess culturally it's a it's a it's kind of hard to have that kind of discussion in my opinion because this movie doesn't bring up any of those feelings for me it never did so for me, I I can totally separate that aspect of it because I didn't feel that way watching the movie. Now, if that's the case, and I don't think Luke Basson has even admitted to that, if that's the case, I mean, I mean that's that's their opinion. It doesn't take away. And I okay. So then here we go. Quick, it's gone a whole roundabout. Doesn't make a difference for me. It doesn't. It doesn't. Fair enough, yeah. I enjoy the movie just as much as I did when I watched it for the first time when I was uh, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was a fantastic flick when I watched it. I watched it again now. I watched both versions, and I thought it was just as good now than when, when I was 15 years old. It, the movie ages well. I don't think it's a problem. Yeah, sure. Derek, what do you think? Um, I think this... Okay, so I think this boils down to the viewer's morals, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's important, uh, if they didn't teach you guys this in school, question everything. Form your own opinion on anything. And I think the American uh, social norm is that anything remotely close to pedophilia, even if it's 600 miles away, it's too close, right? We're so It's so taboo here. And for good reason, because... Um, uh, taboo... Uh, pedophilia can be and in most cases is unacceptable right um the same way with you know things like child pornography or child abuse or any of those right um but i had to question why is it that i feel that pedophilia can be bad and i i mentioned it earlier i think that often it is um people children uh trying to tackle emotions and concepts that they have not developed to understand well enough, not developed enough to be swayed or persuaded in uh, one direction other than what they would decide on their own. Right. Um, I, as a fully grown man know that whenever somebody says something that I don't agree with, I don't have to do that. I don't want to do that. I can choose not to do that, but children, especially young folks don't, don't know that don't have that wherewithal, don't have that confidence. And I think that when you form your own opinion on these things, I still land on pedophilia being bad, but certain things become pedophilia to me. This film is not that. Mm. I think that uh, in if I were to make a blanket statement, which is not an absolute rule, somebody who's dating a 33-year-old person, dating a 15-year-old person is probably not good, not inherently wrong. Some, I'm sure that there are some 15-year-old women that are emotionally developed and well enough to make their own choices, perhaps in a relationship with somebody who's 33 years old. Maybe. I don't know. But if I had to make a blanket statement, such as a law, probably gut reaction is to say no, right? Um, And so maybe the director here could or could not have been in that powerful position to possibly manipulate a 15 year old to doing things that she, she would not have done otherwise had she maybe had more development. Right. 
um, mentally. But this movie is not that. This movie is a 40 year old man having a protective and I, you know, now that you say it, a paternal like instinct that makes a lot of sense to I an said, 11 year old. I said girl. maternal. Yes. I said, yeah. Maternal. What you meant was, was paternal. No, no. I meant um, maternal. Okay. okay let's I'm hash gonna, it out. I'm going to go, go say grandfatherly just to be on the outside. <laughs> Let, let's hash it out. I would say that maternal or paternal has nothing to do with nature versus nurture. I would say that um, perhaps would, paternal could be both or it either. Could, it could. I'm not saying there's absolutes, but according to, you know, psychology, <laughs> it's not. You know. Maybe I'm not educated oh, in that area. You might you, be right. Why you got to pull the education card, bro? Because <laughs> he's got a psychology degree, apparently, in addition to his film yeah, snobbery. That's, that's, I got, two, I got a double major in psychology oh, and Jesus film. Christ. Anyway, my point being, um, that's not what I see in this movie. I think that, uh, again, you know, with the American culture, anything within a 600-mile radius of anything that could be conceived as, as uh, pedophilia is deemed bad. And so the first half of this movie, you see it, and you're like, no, I'm not going to finish it. And as soon as you realize that it is a uh, nature or nurture that is occurring here, mm-hmm. um your tone, your perspective, it changes very quickly and you start falling in love with the reality of how great this film is. Mm-hmm. The, the, I think I think people get that concept wrong in the beginning because of the way that Natalie Portman is portray, is portraying, is acting in the movie. Oh, yeah. They mentioned that she, as, as at 11, uh, Natalie Portman said that age 11, she was still doing braids and hair clips and all these kind of things that were um, stereotypical of, of a girl that age. But in this film, she's dressed far older than her years. She's yeah. acting far older than her years. She's mature in her character. Matilda acts that way. And so you get that vibe immediately. She could yeah. very easily be sexualized. Mm. Yeah. And so, so I think the reason why people, that's the reason why people got uncomfortable with the flick was be, in the beginning is because of that aspect that she, the character herself is trying to just kind of act older because she doesn't want to be herself like every teenager at that age every kid at 12 years old Wait, wants to on. try and act more mature the, the character is trying to act old okay yeah i follow because natalie yeah. portman nailed that acting yeah like it was coming through but yeah. i get what you're saying her character yeah. was acting to her character was acting older well the yeah, character she's she had to. to grow she had to grow up quicker man look at the situation yeah. that she oh, oh yeah 100 for sure 100 but i'm saying like in general like my daughter 12 years old tries to think that she's like a 15, 16 year old. And I'm like, fuck no, you're 12 fucking years old. Like, like relax. Okay. You not pulling it off. Like Natalie. No, you're not, you're you're not. And she, she wasn't even pulling it off. I was about to say, she didn't do a good job of it either. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because that's what, that's what they do. They try to pull it off and it just looks weird. And it looks, it's just look, which is perfect because that's how kids at that age are. They think they're more mature and then life kicks them in the fucking balls and mm-hmm. or in the butt, you know, depending on who you are. Like, for example, the scene Is life only this hard, or is it yes. just like this kid? Like not this just, kid. Not just not just not but not the scene with her family, whatever, that's horrible. But the scene where she realizes that, oh fuck, I made a mistake was when she decided to go after Stansfield, Gary Oldman's character, Ooh, his office. Yep. yep. Like that's Out a classic of her depth. That yep. is a classic I'm 12 years old. I can handle anything. And then he catches her in the bathroom and she's like, oh shit, I'm going to die. Yep. Yep. Like, what the fuck did I just do? 
Mm-hmm. Like, Stan, Gary Oldman's character is not to be fucked with. That guy is no, on his A game, nope. even yeah. when he's doped up. Dude, that well, he's the, doped okay. up the whole movie, but yeah. oh, yeah. for real, for real, for real. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I mean, that's this that when she when he closes the door on her in the bathroom, and that door hits, and there's no music, and all you hear is that door just hit closed. It's like at that point she realized that her life is over. Mm-hmm. She's not walking out of that bathroom. And she like, didn't even try and all. go for it. She just totally surrendered in that moment. She didn't go for a, the gun. She's she didn't a child. Try. Yeah, she's because a she's the child. Yep. She, like you said, she's completely out of her depth. Mm-hmm. She knows that she's, at that point, she realizes, I've made the worst mistake of my life, and I can't get out of this. Yeah. I can't talk my way out of it. I'm done. That's why she doesn't talk. And I think that goes to prove again that of how we you need to recognize that in this film is that uh, um, Jean Renault, uh, Leon, his character is very, very understanding to that, even though he's still stunted, you know, I think he understands this is this. Okay. He's killed plenty of people. He's been in that combat. He's matured in that way. Yeah, exactly. He may be naive, but he's not naive enough to know that this child is, you know, an ignorant, stupid child still so yeah. he under- and because he has a care for her you know just even the slightest bit which i think is way more than a slightest bit which is far more than what her parents did he went man on fire in that station and got her out of there after she got <laughs> after she got caught Dude, that was and amazing there was, yeah. there was never was a hint there was never a hint of him being disappointed or frustrated with her over that situation. Mm-hmm. No. There was ne- it, it never even it never they didn't even you know sometimes uh you know the final film will have a quarter second cut to his face to show some emotion to show that he's disappointed or he's frustrated or having to deal with this. You got none of that. None of that. It's because he was entirely all in on being protective as the father but you also have to understand that he's probably very empathetic to her situation because Mm -hmm. he she was just protecting something that she loved which was her she's doing the same thing that he tried to do when he made his first kill exactly so he's doing she he completely understands he's very empathetic and it's a very fine in this case i'll say paternal way to do things uh you know <laughs> in, in, yeah. in that way i think meow, 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 meow. <laughs> here we go I mean, go ahead that's oh paternal. gosh but i'm gonna answer after he does this one <laughs> so i'm gonna answer well i'm gonna go back to to my original question that i didn't answer yet so Talking about again the art versus artist separating, yeah, yeah. and art I, from the artist. Yep, yeah, I think both of everything that you guys said, I completely I agree with. You know, um, I think that you know being six hundred miles away from pedophilia is not enough. I agree with that too. No, no, um, I don't have kids of my own, but I have uh, nieces and nephews, and I have friends with children and people that I love that have kids. That I will beat someone to an inch of their life for that. I will do that for both of your kids if I ever sure. need to. No sure. question. Okay, if I if I needed to. Um, but with that being said, I think Derek nailed it by saying this movie is not that. Okay. No. Even though Luke Basson's questionable love story with my win or however you announce her name um, may have inspired it 
this is not what I saw. What ha- what their relationship is not what I saw here on this film. Sure. Okay. No. And they didn't put that in. That, that, no. that wasn't the image they were trying to portray. No, no. And because of that, that's why I think it makes it, you know, this is an easy film for me to watch and easy to say that it's good. Um, I do question Luke Bassan a little bit. I do think that 15 years is too young. I do not. I do. I think you could take mm. advantage. I don't think there's anybody. Yeah. I know, like Derek, you said, there may be people that are emotionally mature at that age to do it. I don't believe that because <laughs> I've met a lot of 15 year old girls in my life because no. I have nieces and God. nephews that are not there yet. You know, so <laughs> at that age, as much as they think yeah. they are. Yeah. Is, yeah not that, even I, close. <laughs> so because of that, I, I can't get behind it. So I kind of don't get behind that, that relationship that he had but i mean he was within legal bounds in france so he could do what he wants i suppose but yeah um with that with that being said that is not legal bounds here which i believe is should be the case you know in the united states well and and i should i should mention that um in in my mind legal bounds should be scientifically based not feeling based right and mm. if I, i'm going to preach all day long that you need to be mentally mature enough to understand when you're being manipulated into doing things that you wouldn't otherwise do the age of consent ought to be 21 mm. that's that's when mental development really starts to solidify for both the sexes mm. and reality is that you know, 18 is where we've got here. In some states, it's 17. And if there's a two-year range, it might be 16, depending on the state you're in. And suddenly, we're not far from France's 15. And I don't, I don't agree with with the whole 15 number. I'm, I, I say that there's a one-off chance that maybe his relationship was, you know, mature enough to found that because I'm sure that there's a one in a million, just like there was an Einstein, right? I don't, I can't make that choice. I'm not that person. I'm not the one who makes that choice. I don't want to be the person who makes that choice. I'm not qualified to do that. Right. Um, if, but if we have to make a blanket rule, blanket rule ought to be 21 for that reason alone. Also too, like, I don't want you to think, I just realized the way that I said, it, I don't want you to think that I was like, Derek, you're wrong in saying that. I think, no, I didn't take it that way. Okay, good. I didn't take I it that like, way. I meant it more like, I just don't know any 15 year olds. And I don't think you were saying that 15 year olds are at that capability yet. So I wanted, no. to, make that, I wanted to make that no. clear. Yeah. For the viewers no, out there. not at all. He was not having a debate with Derek. He, I understood what he was saying. I was just saying, I didn't, I don't think oh, they exist. God. But anyway, this movie is very good. And because it's, good and because i feel like there is no pedophilia to me um i'm fine with it i do think that we are in a culture um that has a hard time with young women and that with women in general in sexuality um look at you derek just finished the screwball finish the glass oh that's a second one i love it pour another cup dude yeah yeah put put a little more do we have enough in us well, we, oh, do. we do. We, we do. do. All right. Do. No, he's I doing it. it. He's doing, doing it. it. Look at him. Look at him. But real quick. So like we're not, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go, Derek. But, um, Take it, Derek. Yeah. All right. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're good. You're good. What happened to me last time was a disaster. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Let's take it um, easy. But anyway. Yeah, it we, was a good time, though. It was, yes, it was, it was, even though I was completely sloshed by the end. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we just, I think our culture over-sexualizes women, and I think that we do have a problem with pedophilia in our country, which is mm. in, an issue. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. I think that there is, I think that there's probably pedophiles that watch this movie in the wrong way. 
you know? Yeah. And because of that, it does put Natalie Portman in a position where she's sexualized, you know? Yes. And I think she's even said it herself where she said, you know, this was a film that uh, sexualized me. And she had the, bringing it back to what you, what I said before about Lolita, there was roles afterwards that were offered to her that were sexualized roles. And she made the very smart decision to say no to them because she was talented enough to know that she didn't have to do that. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. that was a, that was a, a really, really good and awesome decision. And also too, we have a serious problem in Hollywood period with pedophilia. So that's uh -huh. another reason why yeah. I'm always sure. super sensitive to, to films that may even come across that way. But yeah. this one, believe it or not, I really just don't think it does. So I, I think mean, just, we're safe. I think it's one. fair. It's, it's such a sensitive topic that should be, I don't know if revered is the right way, right word should be so um, cautiously um, attacked, I guess. Like you have to be on guard constantly for it. Right. I mean, and I to mean, stomp it out anywhere that it is. Um, and, and your gut reaction when you see the beginning of this film, especially my first time, I'm like, this is just terrible. This is awful. I don't, I don't want to be part of this. This the entire first 20 there's probably the first 30 or 45 minutes of this film. Lots of uncomfortability. Right. And then, like I said, he wakes up with his clothes on and you're like, okay, I was misjudging the scenario that was happening here, the, the relationship that was transpiring here. And as soon as I realized how I had misjudged this scenario, because I'd been exposed to such intimate moments, you start realizing it's not what I thought it was. It is far more um, simple and um, honest and and what's the word I'm looking for? Pure. Yeah, I was just yes. to say pure. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it is not what it starts off as. But you go into that, and and if you've got that gut reaction of I'm within 599 miles of it. I need to walk away. This is not it. I need to shut it down. This is not good. Shut it down. As you should. You got to get past that first 30 or 45 minutes of the movie and you realize it's not that. It's not there. And I mean, and, and that's one of those things that I think is with this movie that um, is that it has a very, um, has a, because of course it's Lupuson is the director, but um, it has a very different feel to it. It does not feel like a Hollywood movie. This feels like a movie no. that was made in France. Like it feels like a foreign film. It, yeah, it, I agree with that. And it was, you know, shot in film, yeah. America and New York. Yeah, it was like, shot in New York, yeah. shot in fucking like was, um, Brooklyn or wherever it was. It was shot. I mean, and, and it doesn't. And I had a friend, so this is a perfect example. I, so I, when I saw the movie, I saw that scene with the Roosevelt Islands, like those sky, uh, those sky, whatever. Yeah, the, the, the trams. The gondolas. The gondolas, gondolas yes. which don't exist yes. anymore, by the way. But, but yeah, they I were saw there, that. Right? I was like, that wasn't there when I went to New York. That, that, that was there, though, in the past. <laughs> and I had a friend of mine, like, like he's like grown, born and raised in New York, and he told me the same thing. He's like, I don't know what those are. Those have never been there. Is that for real? That, but it's it's apparently was in New York. I had never known that. But the way the movie is shot, the way the actors are portrayed, it feels like a like like it's supposed to be in France, but it's right there in New York. It has this whole like 
French foreign like nineties, you know, feel to it. Like mm. fucking like it's directed by June Caro mm. for some weird reason. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just strange, but it's just it's a really cool vibe that you get in the movie. And I mean, I just I mean it's uncomfortable for people. Like some people don't like watching something that's different. And this movie is shot, not shot in an American way. It's shot the way you would expect something coming from, you know, across the pond. It's just a different yeah. way of form filming. It is. I it's- just realized that both versions I watched were the director's cut. That's why I didn't notice a difference. <laughs> you watched the same movie twice. <laughs> well, like, I, again, I saw the first one. I was like, no, I have to see the director's cut. And so I went and found it and watched it. And it oh turns out God, that's why I didn't notice a difference because I only funny. watched. So I have not seen the theatrical cut. I have I've seen I've seen the theatrical cut and I know the difference. I don't that think means. I've ever seen it. I think I've only seen the director's cut. Was yeah. I right? Is it better to have seen the only the director's cut? I think so. I think so. Okay. I mean, good. really, and and, and and you still even with the theatrical cut, you it's not as fleshed out. You don't get the restaurant scene with her. You don't get all the assassin scenes where she's learned to be an assassin. You get a couple. You get what the restaurant guy the- scene are you talking about? Whenever she's there with Tony and he's explaining that no, no, no. I'm taking scene, her on. There's a scene with her oh, and she, at, with the champagne. Tra- yes, yes. And she does the weird that laugh one. thing. What's going yes. on there? Well, that's the scene that people got really uncomfortable with because they didn't like a little girl who's 11 years old drinking. She was drunk. So, she was drunk. Oh, yeah. I mean, so they got stupid. My I definitely you- had alcohol before I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I mean, shout out to you, mom. <laughs> but as a case in the point, DEA is knocking her door down right now. Yeah, for real. There's no, there's no statute of limitations. <laughs> but I mean, like, case in point, dude, that, that's the puritanical culture of this country that you have other movies where kids drink, but this movie apparently that was a little too far. Because she was drinking in a restaurant. It's also very European for children to drink. So my grandmother was it's on my mom's side. It's, it's Italian. You know, I'm half Italian and half black. And um, I remember she, uh, the first time that I had wine, we were eating a meal with her. I think I was maybe 12 or 13. Yeah. She was yeah, like, that, that, was like what... you're going to drink this red wine with this because that's what it pairs. That's what pairs with this. Yes. And I was like, yes. my mom, like, Ooh. like it was like, this is my mom was there, but I'm like, this is coming from my grandmother. I'm doing it. Like, I, <laughs> exactly. But the you're thing the is, boss like, of the comes, boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if it comes from grandma, my mom's not going to be like, nah. But- that's 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 europe but you're in europe you you can be 12 13 you can have a glass of wine at dinner yeah like they're not gonna knock you you can't can't go to a bar but if you're at home they're not the cops aren't gonna like break down your door i'm from i'm from kunas country with the rub whiskey on your gums as a kid (laughs) like you're an infant i'm 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 poor i'm half puerto rican half cuban and they will do the same thing with you with you have if you have a cold they'll send you to they'll have the, you'll give it you'll get a shot of rum and you'll get to school yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> there you go so, yeah. everybody's so, culture but, is a little bit fucked up including mine it's <laughs> all it is but no but what i'm saying is that like the way the movie was shot the way everything was portrayed it just it was it it didn't come off as an american flick but it's just it's perfect. I mean, this is an extension. Actually, this movie is an extension of La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I noticed that. Jean Reno actually plays a cleaner in yeah. La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did hear about I've never seen that movie, but I did hear about this. That's, that's where they based this off. Also, they were they're mentioning that. Um, oh, gosh. What was it? The um, 
Luc Besson was writing Fifth Element, and it was just too too big, too con- yes, complicated. Yes. He needed a break, and so he took a well, break and wrote this, and it was a masterpiece. I know, yes. I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Fifth Element is incredible. It is a great, great film. This is a better But movie. if I were to compare this them, is a, this, this is, is a better, better This is a better yes, movie. Yes, yes. No, no, Fifth Element is incredible. He, this is better. Well, oh, here, here's, here's the thing, though. He's been, he'd been writing The Fifth Element since he was like 12 years old. I mean, oh really? Yeah, he had been writing the Fifth Element since he was like in like high school, junior high, high school, and what we consider to be junior high, like secondary school. So he had been writing it since then, since he was a kid. He'd always wanted to be a filmmaker, and when he finished his first draft of Fifth Element, like he took it to like somebody after they had after he had done a little, you know, professional, he had gotten some cachet here in the states, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, I want to make this motion picture," and they look at it it's like. This is gonna cost like eighty million dollars, dude. Cut it down. <laughs> Cut it down, bro. Eight, eight, <laughs> it's funny too. You said eighty million dollars. Eighty million dollars yeah, yeah, in like ninety yeah, six. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's a lot funny. of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that's like a drop in the fucking bucket. Yeah. Like I mean, I think the I, average film now is like seventy mil. So yeah. I know, and that's like we're talking like a like no no CGI. Yep, and it's yep. like fucking straight up drama. Yeah. It's like fucking seventy mil. But what I'm saying is like it's just it's just funny how like you know like he went back and he's like oh I'll just go to what I know which is La Femme Nikita I'll pl- I'll get I'll make a character off of the cleaner and we'll go from there you know which is a kind of a strange thing to just just and if you ever watch the scene with the cleaner it's literally like a ten minute scene with Jean Reno he just shows up he's like who are you he's like I'm the cleaner and that's it that's all he is he just shows up. You know what I mean? Did, so, did we mention at all um, the cost of this film and how much it made? Actually, no. That's, that's yeah, I'd like to that. know. Yeah, I I'm in IMDb I right now. Yeah. You in IMDb right now, dude? You got it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nineteen. Well, so in IMDb it says 115 million French francs, which uh, today, actually, you know what, Tomas, if you can convert that into 1994 US dollars, I will do it right now. Go ahead. Um, today that would be nineteen million dollars, but that's that's we're talking about thirty years ago almost that this movie was produced. So it's definitely far less that they spent to produce this film. So one hundred and fifteen um, million francs is that what you said? Yeah, French francs in nineteen ninety nine. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. No, it's no, nineteen it US million it was, dollars. It was ninety nine. That came out in ninety nine. No, no, no yeah, ninety four. I'm 94, sorry. Ninety four. Yeah, so I was like ninety nine. What's nineteen million nine uh, nineteen million US dollars? Okay, hold on, hold on. In ninety four. In ninety four. In ninety four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> this is idiot speak for how we translate currency. <laughs> this is how prepared this is how prepared we are for these uh for these podcasts is that we're doing the math right now. By we I mean Tomas. I love it. I love it, dude. That's what, that's the best part about this show, bro. All right, so in today's money. Nineteen million dollars is I couldn't even spell it. No, 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 it no, is, no, no. That's that is today's money. You said you said it's worth nineteen million today. That's how much no, they spent on it. No, no, Derek? I was hundred. No, it was hundred fifteen million. Hundred fifty million francs, which is nineteen million dollars ninety four. Yeah. So no. Oh, oh, it was nineteen no, no, million. No. no, it's nineteen million now, right, Derek? Derek's drunk. Hey, folks. Hey, folks. <laughs> I'm doing the math for you right now. I've already got the calculator out. Hold on. I'm already got it up. Oh god, it doesn't want me. Oh wait up, wait up, wait up. Let me just add another zero here. 
I, uh, Derek, did 19. you mean it's worth 19 million One, two, now three. or it was 19 okay. million they back then? They spent 10 okay. million US dollars in 1994. Okay, so they spent okay. 10 mil in 94. 10 million in, in 1994. They made 19 million. And it made 19. Okay. Opening so, weekend, it did five, five point yeah. three. Yeah. It, so, so here's the thing. So that's I, I always thought it was weird, but yeah, it's worth today. Worth today, it made thirty less than thirty six million dollars today. And but, I have to say, that's an atrocity. This film is a gem. Well, this was a gem. It wasn't looked at. Okay, so this film wasn't looked at as a pile of shit. Like this is a no. this is a well received film. But again, also too, this was like almost yes. in the indie spectrum back then. I believe like nobody. Like it yes, wasn't, it yes. wasn't a major, huge blockbuster, big, big, no. what, what studio even put it out? I don't think it was a big studio film. This was, um, this was, um, well, it was, it was his studio. It was Europa cause he yeah. produced it. So, but I mean, it, I think it was like a, I think, I think it was originally Columbia. Okay. Or something like that. Which is a big they studio, the, but they, they released it. They released yeah, it. They didn't yeah. produce it. They're a big studio, but they also too, if it was a release that they just released and it probably wasn't a widespread release. So it probably did really well for the release yeah. that it had. It was Columbia. So the production companies were Gaumont, Les Films yeah. de Dufan, and Columbia. Columbia. Those were the production companies. And Columbia was probably that was just it. based for the US too. So yeah, that, probably, they just released yeah. it. Yeah. Just distribution yeah. at that point. And um, no funny story about Europa, his studio. Um, he's trying to sell it to Netflix right now because they are in like two over two hundred million dollars of debt. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. And he's Luke trying. Luke is a genius. Yeah, and he's like he's <laughs> in this company. They have like two hundred million dollars worth of debt. Now he's like, yo, he's Netflix, like, you want to buy this, bro? <laughs> he's like, so. he's like, bro, I have this great flick that I made a couple years ago called City of a Thousand Planets. You'll love it. It's great. Valerian. For your- Library. Yeah. Valerian. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was he involved in Valerian? Yeah, he made he it. He directed it. Yeah. It's horrible. You know, it's like, everyone says that Valerian was terrible, and it's definitely not on this same level, but I enjoyed the film. It's, that's because you like bad shit, man. You yeah, like shit. Let's that's go back to the movie that we you're agree on. You're, you're, you're a collateral beauty kind of bitch. Yeah, they are. Right, you are right. a collateral beauty guy. You're <laughs> checking out here, guys. See y'all later. <laughs> No, Dude, but, you can't I mean, come on this show and say Valerian is good, and then also bring us collateral. I, didn't. I said I enjoyed it. I said yeah, I that enjoyed means you think Valerian. It's good. That means you think it's good. So no, I mean, there's different a, things. We've established this, the think, quality of the film and the enjoyment of the film. This is this is the liquor speaking, guys. This is the liquor. It's the liquor think, speaking. Here's what I think is the thing is I think I think right now Lupusan has he hasn't made a lot of shit lately. I think the last thing was Valerian. But all he does now is produce. He produced basically almost a, a ton of movies. And so it's just gone to the point where he doesn't even really have to make a movie anymore. He yeah. just has to produce it. He probably is a very, very wealthy man, but he's also, you know, his company is also $238 million yes. in debt. On this, on this, same, yeah. on this <laughs> same note, I have two points to make here. Um, I, I, uh, a. YouTube series that I very much so respect in their film opinions called Cinefix, uh, which has now been part of IGN. Anyway, um, they mentioned how great Leon was and how fantastic a film it was, even though he produced such, and their words were such garbage as Lucy. 
which yeah, I also Lucy, enjoyed. Lucy's a bad dude. He directed Lucy too. Yeah. He directed oh, Lucy. No, no, he's, he's, he's listed as the router. He's the writer of Lucy. Oh, yes. Um, and here, here's the thing. Lucy, I think I probably, because I like that style of film, like where, you know, we merge with technology and we become super beings and all that kind of stuff. Um, I immediately gave it far more points like a, like a handicap. It got a handicap from me. It's and, it's got that it, whole ghost in the shell kind of feel to it. Exactly. I know exactly. it did. I knew it, it You know me so well. <laughs> I know it. I know it. And that I want to mention that in addition to uh, <laughs> Lucy 2 has been announced. Oh, yes. Yes. They've, they've been talking about that for years, though. So is Taxi 5. Were there more than one? <laughs> what? Wait. What? Wait. Like the taxi movie with the uh, homeboy? I don't know. Maybe. But he's got Taxi a, 5 listed. That may be a French thing. Yeah, maybe. I think that thing. could be. I'm, like he produced also a movie called District B-13, which they actually remade in the States with Paul Walker and RZA, which was an absolute fucking shit show of a movie. But, but I'll tell you what, I man. Mean, I'm glad then, he gets to do what he loves because he's got yes. a couple knockouts, and then the rest are all. I mean, shit. like, I mean, I mean, it's I definitely mean, not a not one that you want to bet on when it comes to horses out in the race. No, <laughs> no I mean, he, he'll make he'll make shitty movies like District B13, and then he'll make fucking gems like Taken. You know what I mean? Like, it's just you know because he produced Taken. He produced I mean, the Taken. I would series. say I would say Taken, Fifth Element, and Leon are probably the best. Probably the best stuff out there, right? Oh, and I think the trans. No, the transporter is a TV no, series. No, no, no. But different. he did it. He produced the transporter, though. Eh, he produced I mean, the transporter movies. That, no, not that great. But I mean, then he has the La Femme Nikita movie. He has a lot more shit, more, a lot more cachet in France because he has La Femme Nikita, and then he has that movie. What's it called? Subway with Christopher Lambert, which is like fucking crazy too. So sure, it's, maybe. I mean, He's it's it's he's got more cachet in France than he does here, but he's got some cachet because of Taken and you know, shit like looking that. Looking at this so. list, man, I'm don't get me wrong. You keep mention uh, mentioning La Femme Laquita. I've not seen it. I have to say, it's impressive. But looking at this list, Leon might be the gym. It might be the best he's I, got. I, I, honestly, don't know. I honestly think the only two one two good ones he has is Leon and La Femme Nikita. And La Femme Nikita is good. It's not amazing. And I don't like the fifth no. element. Sorry, guys. Mm. <laughs> My bad. Don't it's, think it's, it's not up your alley. Yeah, man. don't think it's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that My Wen Chick is the diva in that movie, by the way. She's mm. the opera you know, singer. The singer. We didn't, yeah. we didn't even mention this. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he actually featured... <laughs> Not to mention Gary Oldman, right? Yeah, like I, I mentioned that who's to my in, wife. Who's like, in Fifth Element as well? Fifth Element, exactly, right? <laughs> um, we didn't even touch on how well they establish how much a badass Leon is in that opening hit scene. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. no, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's let's talk about some of the scenes, okay? Now that we've talked about how we felt to the movie, what we thought about some of the... You guys already know aspects. we all loved it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the scenes. So I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you the scene with the beginning, but I'm going to talk about that SWAT scene at the end. When Ooh, he's, okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the SWAT scene at the end when they have Matilda. And, and like every chance that these guys get to at least try and get to him, he kills them one by one. Yeah. Like the first time when they walk in the door and you just see his hand closed because he's above the door frame and he just kills the guys and then he opens the door so they see all the bodies and they're like, oh shit. And then like, it's like every chance like like the lead that the head guy gets, 
like he gets killed every single time. And then the one who's next in command pops up and is like, he tells that one dude, hey, go out and take a look. <laughs> just like, yeah, just what a weirdo. What a weirdo. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's right here. He's got a gun to my head. Like, about another, like, <laughs> Eric, you're not going to get and this reference, also, but it's another red suit. He's another red suit to throw to the fire. <laughs> red shirt, red shirt. He's a red, red shirt. shirt. He's a red there you shirt. go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> okay, glad folks I at home, but, uh, in Star Trek, there are countless red shirts that just die throughout all of Star Trek. They're throwaway characters. They're meant to be the ones who die first. And, you know, then they realize, oh, there's a problem. There's a bad guy, blah, blah, blah. And all the red shirts died. It's another red shirt that died. Which is, that, which is hilarious cool. considering that in the later series, the red shirts are all captains, which is super <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah. Ha ha ha. 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 Ha <laughs> go ahead eric sorry, sorry whatever sorry. no i also i i really liked with that scene too i thought that was a great sequence the whole thing with what happened with the swat team coming in but especially how he made them believe that he shot the one guy at the door yes, they come yes. in and just light the dude up yeah dude, he was just standing there and they yeah. just plowed through him with hundreds of bullets yeah they Poor murdered guy, that dude. man they murdered that Poor man guy yeah yeah Oh my god, like that whole scene was just great. I mean, it was just that whole thing was just unbelievable. Like the way he did that, but I, that was my favorite scene. I, I think my favorite scene of the movie, honestly, and this is this is the me, the drama guy. That's how I am, you know, guy. You guys yeah, know yeah. me. But yeah. I think my favorite scene was when Matilda came to the door. Like that shit blew me that away. Was and amazing. it was it was just such a good sequence and like the way she looked in her pleading at the door quietly with restraint that takes a large amount of acting and for her little 12 year old self or 11 year old self to do that in that way was mm-hmm. very impressive. And then beyond that too, like there was just a cool sequence when the guy, the bad guy, after he lets Matilda in, comes to the door and he's looking at him. He hears the, the, term- and the, all the he's transformers. Doing, yes. And all he's doing is putting the gun to the, where he's at, where his ear is against the door, like he's like, I'm gonna shoot this guy through the door. Like he knew exactly <laughs> where he's. That just shows you too that like this man is a trained, seriously badass killer. Where he's Stone like, cold. I yeah, I know just by looking through this people where he's at on my door, and he's <laughs> moving the gun back and forth as the guy moves his head against the door. I yeah, for just, real, that was. I loved that scene so much. I thought it was so good. And it just really hit me hard. Like looking at her plead at the door, dude, like I got goosebumps. Like I got uh-huh. goosebumps when I saw that. I was like, because one, I get goosebumps because I like good scenes. Like they're awesome. And it was yeah. simple. It was a one shot pretty much. And then also shut up. <laughs> Derek's lifting his nose to me. Then, <laughs> I like good scenes. Anyway, anyway. And then also too, like just the, I, I, felt her man i felt yeah. her and i was like please luke luke elite luke basan please leon please open the door open the door <laughs> like, that's like, like open the door I mean, for this girl and, it's, and, and even though you've seen the movie you know that's what happens like you just she's it, it makes pleading, you want it like, makes you want to do it yep like, she's it, alone in the hall yep. she's pleading to the camera to herself no one can hear her and it's and, and, and the way the movie shot the way that made me feel like even though you know it's going to happen because you've seen it before you your your mind still goes like what if he doesn't? What happens if he doesn't? Like you, yeah. your mind races in that fashion just because it's such. A, like I get goosebumps thinking about it too. Like I have it yeah. right now. Just yeah, thinking I've, about it because yeah. I think about her face, yeah. and I'm just like, 
and 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 it's just it's amazing, you know. And oh, a great thing with that scene is that is that guy Benny. <laughs> he's the biggest fucking dude. And he's the biggest pussy of all of them. You're talking the, about the guy that waited outside and then yes, almost shot Malky. Yes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay, sure. Like he's the biggest dude of the entire group, and he's the biggest pussy, like sweating bullets. He doesn't know what's happening. Dude, like that he announces, Malky announces, "Hey, yes. it's me and Stan. We're about to come out." And I think, fucking, and then Penny. he fires. <laughs> Because he's so nervous. He's so in his zone. He's so out of his element. He's like the one cop with a conscience on their but group. But he's the biggest cop. He's the biggest guy in the entire group. Yeah, and I loved when he died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I just loved, I loved watching all of them die. Like, that was I the best I remember him dying, Like, actually. I loved watching. He was the one. He was. Are you talking about the big, dark-haired guy? That's who we're no, talking the big, about. No, no, the no, big no. Black dude. The big black, black guy. guy shaped oh, head. okay. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I was he, thinking he, of the he, white he, dude. He he didn't die. No, no, okay. no. Yeah, my white bad. dude died. I was thinking yeah. about the white dude. My bad. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy yeah. died. No, but Benny didn't die. Benny was the one. He was just like at the end that one scene that was just fucking cinematic genius scene. Is the one with Ariel where he's like, "I want you to get everyone." He's like, "What do you mean everyone? Everyone?" Yeah. Dude, I mean, can we talk about him a little bit too here? Let's talk about Gary Oldman. Let's, let's talk, talk about Gary about Oldman, him. dude. Dude, that man just fantastic. <laughs> Puts on a clinic in every film he's in, except Batman, because they're not that good. But beyond that, <laughs> they didn't really give him much that. room to move in that. No, they didn't. He did a great really, job. Yeah, but they didn't give him much room to move. No, he did. It was it was more of a Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I'm not blaming and, uh, him for it. No, no I'm no. not blaming because you, you have Gary Oldman there, and you can do some amazing things with that man. But but, but of course, with Commissioner Gordon, he's not. He's just to be a, the front a, guy. A, yeah, just a, you, just like a quasi character anyway. Okay, okay, so so. Uh, Gary Oldman, I I can't think of a movie that he's been in that was bad, like he that he did a bad job in. No, that doesn't exist. No, and no. and that would lead me to believe that he only wanted to be part of Batman if he saw potential in the role. He was good. In, don't get me wrong. Okay, let me don't. I don't want to sound like a dick. He was he was good in Batman, but he I he agree, was but it's Gordon. not the same. Yeah, yeah, he it's was not the same. Commissioner Gordon. He's a character in every other of one of his films. He's a full. 30 dimensional character in yes. every one of his other yes. movies. Yes. But this, this is my question then. Is it possible that uh Christopher Nolan did did the Batman movies, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um is it is it possible that Jeremy Oldman did the performance that we would uh expect not gosh, what are we, that we would expect he would perform, not that gosh, how do I say this? I don't expect it of him in a way that I demanded of him. I would expect it of him because it is his track record. I, I think, I, think I, I track you, I think. And what I, what I, oh, sorry, did you, were you not finished? Is, is there a chance that that was cut? No. He gave the no. performance and it was no, cut. No, 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 no. I think the problem is, is that when we watch, as, as people that love cinema or cinephiles, whatever you want to call yourself, and I think most. And I people, don't know directors and actors' yeah, names. Yeah, so. yeah, you don't know like shit. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, you don't know shit. But beyond that, <laughs> beyond yeah, that, wrong. Yeah, 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 wrong. Beyond <laughs> that, when you're when you when you are into movies and you watch Gary Oldman, you're expecting to see something fantastic. Even if you hate the character's guts, which I hated him in The Professional, but it made me love him because I hated him so much, okay? He was so good. He's he was so, so good. good. So you're expecting 30-dimensional characters so that when you see him put in a role that is one-dimensional, you're like, 
this kind of blows. But it's not – he's doing a good job still. But you're not seeing what you want to see out of Gary Oldman because he's not. You're not. You're not letting him spread his wings. Because you know? because yes, specifically, I agree. so specifically speaking, when we talk about Commissioner Gordon in those movies, he which is great. He comes. He shines to a degree, but he's not supposed to shine. Right. He's supposed to be background because really the characters are Bruce Wayne and Batman. That's the main character. That's what you're supposed to see, and whatever. Gary Oldman brings to the forefront. It's like with Morgan Freeman's character, Lucius Fox. Yeah, they're they're not supposed to they're not supposed to take not over the film. To shine. Yeah, they're they're not supposed, supposed to, to be shine. great. What they're supposed to do is supposed to Plot prop points. up, yep. prop up the main character, prop up the story, yeah. and continue to move the story forward. But when you but then on the other hand, you have movies like this. Or Mank, yeah, or yeah. fucking even when he did his shit in Bram Stoker's Dracula, which yeah, oh god, he was amazing, yeah, amazing. The yeah. movie's not great, no, but he's amazing. But yeah. he's amazing in yeah. that movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see what other Tink, like you said, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, uh, even his character in, uh, in Book where, of Eli, and when he, played, I mean, yeah, he was amazing in that. And um, when he played, he played Churchill too. Like yes, the, like, that last the darkest one? hour, the darkest hour, yeah. uh, the Book of Eli. Book of Eli. He was oh, the antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great antagonist. That's like the only other thing in Batman that I feel like he should have done is he should have been a bad guy or the Joker, but nobody should have been the Joker except Heath Ledger. I'll give him that. I'm not going to replace yeah. him ever. No, no, no. But no, like, no, no. The, if he was some sort of, he should have been like a bad guy like in that movie. And he's a great bad guy and he's a great good guy. He does both really, really well, but I I've, just love him as the bad guy always. Oh, like, he's just such a great have you ever seen Sid and Nancy? I've never seen Sid yeah. and Nancy. Yeah, oh, Sid and Nancy's great, man. It's a great I need to watch it. It's an act another it's another acting clinic, you know, put on there and it's uh just it, it, it to me it's like in uh, just watching the downfall of addiction and they mm-hmm. both nail it. And he's so he's such a like I I'm, I'm sorry, he's a gem to cinema. He's a Daniel Day-Lewis but National with much treasure. more Yeah, but much more with with a much higher which larger catalog he's a Daniel Day Lewis. There's not a lot of actors out there that you watch and no. they're just gold in everything that they do. You know? Even if it's a bad flick, like I'll tell you right now, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is just like fucking take just watch it on like a fucking anytime you have extra <laughs> because it's fucking hilarious because of Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. But he is great Netflix because he's a bad motherfucker in that movie gary oldman's character he's i started to see that one and the sequel for that matter oh uh, they're, they're, yeah. they're just i've funny. never seen either one don't don't expect too much out of it they're just fucking hilarious movies that's all they are just yeah. just watch it for the laughs but yeah. um but gary oldman this flake when i first saw the movie i had never seen him well no i did see him i saw him in bram stoker's dracula but then i saw him in this movie and i was just like this guy is fucking amazing that whole scene i remember watching the outtakes of him because that whole scene when he's with Michael Badaluco, the dad. Yeah, okay, which is an amazing scene, yes. Which is an amazing scene. So they've shown a lot of the movies and half of the dialogue that he put in that movie was improvised mm-hmm. in that scene. That makes sense Half to of me. the dialogue. Yeah. Because it's so fucking out there. Mm-hmm. Him talking about Mozart. Yeah. That wasn't part of the scene. And then, of course, him like with the whole like tapping the chimney, where he just like like as if it's a piano. 
He's like, it's uh, beautiful. Like, he's just like, yeah. he's just, he's so fucking doped out of his mind. Yeah. He doesn't, like, it, like, like human beings don't register for You just him. believe it, too. And, like, the way he came into the beaded curtain, yeah. with his hands <laughs> in and spreads it apart. Oh, yes. Just a Dude, decision. Like, Every decision like, he makes is a good one. And then when he, they, they kill everybody, he doesn't really give a shit. And then they say, "Oh, we found the extra drugs." He's like, "Bingo!" It just—it's just so absurd. He's so manic. Like I said, he's a manic menace in this movie because he's filthy looking. He's just grimy. He looks like it's—it's—it's. He skates right by the police. He doesn't like he is above the law, and he's quite literally pulling it off. Yeah, he's He's a a federal agent. They can't touch him. He's a federal agent. It's his word against theirs. Well, and, and like the fact that, and, and okay, let me pivot here for a second. The dad sat there while his whole family was murdered. Yeah. And didn't go to open the radio to hand the drugs over. Because he's a piece of shit. That's just what yes. he is. That's what the point is that this man it doesn't give a shit about anyone. He's a piece of shit. That guy was Dude. such oh, a piece of Dude. shit. Yeah. Like there, there as soon as the- you realize the drugs are still there, he had money to even pay for the drugs sitting in the house, like hidden, and he didn't. He didn't. Th- that wasn't an option. The option was I got to keep a face. I got to stay where I'm at. I got to hold up the lie of what I've said. He's like, I'm not a fucking liar. When he screams him down from the stairs, you know you what I mean? Look like, for him yourself. God, yeah, he's a, he's a piece. Just he's just a piece of shit, dude. And that's what's great. And that's another great character actor, Michael Badalucco. He is another great character. Like if he's great in um, fucking what is he in um the other movie I've seen. He's he's a real good friend of John Torturo. Like he's in a lot of his movies. And the Torturo brothers, John and Nicholas Torturo, like they're real good. They're real tight with that guy. And he's in a lot of his movies. And like one movie he's in is he's in Oh Brother Where Art. He plays Babyface Nelson, and he shows up a couple times in the movie, but. But like, but like the scene where he, like you said, like okay, there's a, there's some shots in this movie, like going back to Luc Besson and the way he directs. There's some shots in the movie that I had never seen in a motion picture like here in America. Like, like it just it, there's always scenes that you see and you're like those they're not American shots, things that you don't see, like the way people walk across the screen. You don't see that now. You see that a lot more because people like have studied it, but like. Like the entire scene where where Stansfield kills everybody, I mean, those were scenes that like shots that I had never seen in the states. You know what I mean? Like I had never seen in the movie. Like um, when he walked in the bathroom and it was that overhead shot of him shooting the the wife in yeah. the bathtub. Yeah, that was like, a great. That was great. Yeah, it was a good shot. Yeah, and then it was the a- shot where you get to see the back end of the tub. Bleeding yep. out, bleeding yes. out, which was really cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I mean, those are shots that they never showed in the states that I had at least I never thought about because I was just like, wow, that's fucking cool. And then of course, then what's his name is shooting the gun, and it's like right behind the gun, shooting through the wall, and like where where the, you 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 realize that, that the shot the all the time now. Yeah, this I think now. this film was a pioneer for a lot of American. Uh, I think so action. too. Yeah. Did you think? Did you think? Did you notice anything when Matilda went to revisit the apartment and she realized she was standing in the outline of her four-year-old yeah. brother? Mm-hmm. That was crazy, man. Like, talk about a shot that yep. hits home. Yeah, right? for real. Yeah, like the whole and, and it's it's and then there are many many points of this movie that do this, but this is one of them where 
I didn't need dialogue. I didn't need an explainer. I didn't need internal thought being spoken through the speakers. I just had to see it and I got, oh shit, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, there, there's a lot in this movie that is not spoken. Now, here's something I want to talk about. Like, the somebody that I thought was like, like, was like, I always thought that he was an asshole in this movie and it's still regurgitated with me today. Watch the movie was Danny Aiello's character. I just, he, he, he played, which was great because I love Danny Aiello. He played his character to the T, which was somebody who was somewhat conniving and knows that he's taking advantage of people and he's going to do whatever he takes to not have to give up his side of power, I guess, his piece of the pie. Because I have your money. I'm like a bank. Yeah, okay, so all you're doing is essentially just flaunting your power that I have your money. I'm going to hold this over you, until, which is perfect for the kind of character he is because he's trying to, in a world that looks like it's at that point, we're talking the mid-90s, the mafia is not have the same powers. He's trying to keep a stranglehold on whatever power he can have at that point. Sure. So his character is also probably going the way of the dinosaur because he's working with crazy ass cops like Stansfield. You know what I mean? Like he's he knows that he's like, I got to do whatever I can to at least survive as much as possible. Well, and I mean, there's there's um, there are moments of this film that really give you a clear picture of the character you've been watching. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, part of that was, you know, the moment that you realize that Tony is not looking out for Leon Mm-mm. or, or, you know, I wrote down one of my next notes was Leon actually had a plan to get out and it would have worked had Tony not been a dickhead. And, and my note says, but I guess Tony told dickhead what Leon looked like. Yeah, and he knew and he knew. He knew as soon as he was getting touched by that medic that he was getting checked out, that he wasn't a cop, that he was actually the the perpetrator, right? And, you know, that, that scene where you see Stan walking behind Leon, yeah. Yeah. hold the gun, and you're hoping, yeah, you're, you're rooting praying so hard. something's going to happen. Because you know Matilda's yeah. already made it out. Yes. She's not the one who's going to save him. There's nobody no. around that we've seen in this whole story that's going to step in. That's That's been part of this story. It's just Stan pulling the gun behind his back. He doesn't even know. And then you get that perspective of what Leon sees with that flash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Such a good shot. So he just falls. For someone that like has such an understanding and understands and feels these scenes and sequences the way that they do, I just don't get why you for somebody like, with such snoopy, I, snoopy perspective. I don't get why you like such shitty movies. <laughs> I just don't I don't get it. Because when we agree on a movie right now, it's just making me angrier, actually, because just wait till you get my rating. Oh just god. Wait. Like it just makes me so mad because it's like so, you should let, you should have a better understanding because you get what's happening here. Dude. Let me ask you guys a oh, question. Such let, a that whole that whole sequence when he and and it, I know and I didn't get explain to me this part because I didn't quite understand it. Which is another mm-hmm. sequence. By the way, hold on. Sorry, time out. Which is another sequence that you don't you never really saw here in the states. 
Oh, they left that out. No, 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 no. They didn't leave it out. It's just that sequence, that kind of shot sequence. Shot sequence. Yeah, you don't see shots where you just see see muzzle flash. You don't, you don't. Yeah, you don't see that here in the, you didn't see that here in the States. Now you see it a lot more, that kind of, that kind of aesthetic. But, but up until that point, you didn't really see that here in the States. That's another thing where he shows up, he just slides right in off screen. You know what I mean? Like that kind of whole thing with Stansfield at the end and you're looking I'm out. I'm so glad that I saw the director's guy. cut first. I'm so glad. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, no. But, but, but go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, so Leon, Leon is, is making his way down. He's making his way out of the building. And there's there's a scene where he kind of is given an option of exit yes. to the street, yes, or continue down. And he, you can see he, for a split second, he kind of makes a decision: like, am I supposed to go out on the street? Or I know. Do I know that Matilda had made has made it out. And my next thought was, well, he's going to check on Matilda. He goes down, and so he's going to go to the cellar where Matilda supposedly, theoretically, made it out at that point. But that's not what we see. We see him exiting a hall that is at street level. And that that continuity kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm glad that they had that that decision. Like you could see him making that choice. But him not making it to the cellar where Matilda would have come out I, didn't make sense to I me. I think you misread that, dude. I think they he was on like the third floor when... Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe, I think he maybe, was just... He just had there was to go a down the stairs difference. to get out. Yeah, because I was only... He was at floor level. He wasn't at floor level when he had to go no. down the stairs. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I think he, he was at floor level when he got down the stairs and he was trying to get out of the building. What I think... What I think when on he that did the like, ring trick you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So okay. like where, where I think he was at, he was at like a level where... Where like in some buildings in New York where you have you have the floor level and then you have another level where they go up to where the apartments are at and it's kind of like a, a second like a half kind story of like, up. Yeah, like a half story up. And that's and that's where he was at. Okay. And so and so when he came out and then here's here's a question. Do you think he should have just kept going forward? Because I think he would have made it out. In my opinion. Well, if he was still a half story up. He would need to get to the floor level. He wasn't he would on need the, to floor get to the level. floor level. His yeah, only not, option was to continue going down. But yeah. and maybe people, he was debating jumping the fence, perhaps. But there were people that were there walking out because there was a walkway that way. I just think he got spooked because mm. there was too many cops in front of him. Uh, that also could be there, too. Maybe. Maybe. I got to look at that scene. I just again, read it. He was but, trying to get to floor level. That was it. That's how I saw it. Like, yeah, get because the hell out if, of the if, in that scene, they got people coming in and out, and there's like people like like on stretchers, I think, if I maybe if I remember correctly. I think, yeah, I feel like I remember that. Yeah, and there was like people walking out of like a, an archway almost, and he decided, oh shit, there's too many people. I'm going to go down this way. And he just decided to go down to the floor level and to go out. And I think that was where I was like, shit, he should have. And it's one of those things where where it's kind of like where they say, like, always go with your first instinct. Don't go mm-hmm. with don't correct yourself. Yeah. I think if he had done that, he probably would have walked out, but it didn't work for the film. Because, Isn't that a thing? Which, like, is, which is also like, something that was very not American where the where the protagonist dies at the end. You know, that's something that. I love it. Yeah. Totally up it. Eric's alley. I love it so much. <laughs> That's I love why it Eric so loves this movie. As soon as that scene happened, Eric's like, A plus, there you go. <laughs> well, I would, because, I, that's the only way to end this film. They, he ended it yeah, the way it needed true. to be ended. Yeah, It's true. It's yeah. true because that's that's a very French way of doing things. It's very forward where the protagonist ends the story and but takes the bad guy with him. But 
it feels like the right way to finish the flick. Okay, so on that note, on the on the on the note of <laughs> fucking everybody dies, um, <laughs> you know, Matilda in in the wrap up of of the movie, M- Matilda makes her way to that children's home where they deal with troubled children, and she, uh, frankly, gets very honest with them and. They don't really confirm this in the movie, but I like to believe that they believe her, right? In the the series of events that she's been through. And she goes out and she plants that plant in this field of dead grass, probably autumn. Everything's going to die. It's all very, very dry. That plant has been pampered this far. That plant's going to die. That was my note. This plant is going (laughs) to die. That's really funny. And That's what he took away from that. (laughs) And I'm sitting here like... Like you couldn't find a more lush time of year. You needed a more lush time of year (laughs) to film that sequence to make me believe that perhaps the memory of Leon would live on. But no, that that fucking plant's about to die. Like I give it 30 days, it's dead. That's it. I mean, I yeah, I guess I could totally see that happening, bro. But I think I think more than anything, I mean, honestly though, I will be honest with you. That whole scene with the Spencer school, with her going to that school, I honestly didn't really need that. I was literally just going to say that. I didn't either. I, like, I, mean, it I didn't, didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. It was, I, I don't it think, was a nice to have, but it wasn't required. No. I think I think if they had done a shot of her just kind of like kind of like turning around and walking away, I think that would have been a better... That, me too. If she'd have walked away and that would, her walking down the street with that plant was all we saw, or if she'd walked in... Tony and Tony said, sure, that had been enough. Like, I think, no, I think, I think the Tony walking, scene was probably a good ending. No, the Tony scene needed to happen because I think that gave us the better confirmation that he was a piece but of shit. But if she had walked out and walked down the street, yeah. I think I would have been okay but with like it. But, like, he, yeah, I, I didn't need that. Like, I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I, that's the no. only qualm I have with this movie. I think is so. That too. I wish that final scene wasn't in it. You know? Yeah. Walk, you know, yeah, me too. But anyway. So, I do have one final note. Did you guys happen to take note of the outro song? Yes, it's Sting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did notice it was Sting. Yeah, yeah. My note, my note was. <laughs> I'll read it to you verbatim. How do you hate a movie that finishes with Sting? <laughs> how do you? And I, I stand by it. I stand by I, it. Sting's my, my great final, artist. My final note is: How do you love a movie that has the words "collateral" and "beauty" in it? That's my. Yeah. That's my. Final note. You fucking liar! You didn't write that you know, shit down. You know, I think I think the next movie I'm going to pick when it's my turn is Demolition Man, so we have a Sting song as well. Oh God. I think I'm just going to go with Sting movies. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> you first folks. Dune. Season four is Sting movies. The first, David Lynch's Dune. You just have We're Sting off with the, the original Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Sting, starring Sting. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, so now that we've that we've talked about the movie, let's go ahead and go to our ratings. Uh, Derek, give me your rating, bro. Oh God, I don't want you guys to hate me. Okay, let me do it. <laughs> you know, you guys know the way I rate the movies. I'm not going to yeah, rehash it. Yeah, well, we, you know, it's the I first know. episode of season three. Let me go through it. <laughs> Half, oh, up me. to five points for how well it's made. Up to five points, how much I enjoy it, and that gives us a ten. How much it was, how well it was made. I'm going to say a four point six. It's damn near nice. perfect. That's a big. That's a big number. Yeah. Yeah. How much I enjoyed it is a four point nine. That oh, rates to a 9.3. Wow. That is the highest rating I think Jesus. I've ever given for a movie. Wow. This yes. was an incredible yes. movie. I wow. enjoyed it. I think anyone who has the capability of critical thought needs to see this movie. 
if you have any remote possible interest in film at all, if you saw a movie once that made you feel great, this needs to be the next movie you see. This is an incredible film. Everyone needs to see it. I don't care who you are. It's a great movie. Most people that are into good films have seen it already, Derek. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. welcome to, welcome to well, for all the other folks that are my age, which is not <laughs> <Welcome>. old. <laughs> Check it out. I mean, you were three years old when this movie came out, so yeah. I was five. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure you were. Uh, but but no, yeah. No, I mean, like, if you if you're a cinephile, and I'm glad you see this movie finally, dude, because it's worth it for you to watch, bro. And I'm am, very proud I'm of you, Derek. So glad that I saw this. I'm even happier that I accidentally watched the first time as the the director's cut. Because I'm much <laughs> I'm happier good. that I only started there versus like <laughs> thinking I'd seen something else and then like, no, I have to see the original, the the, the director's vision. I have to see it. <laughs> it was that good and i'm good. I, i'm i am that person that doesn't know all the directors doesn't know all the actors doesn't know all these things about film you need to see this movie awesome all right eric what about you buddy um I, i'm not gonna give it that high of a score but no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah but you're I, wrong I, fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I, no i appreciate your score i think it's a that's the first decent score that actually makes sense to me that you've made i gave, I gave this movie a near perfect score and you're like yeah. it's decent <laughs> because it's too high that's why i think it's too oh high. god you're so but, wrong but it's good no no i i like that you finally have recognized a good film for once so <laughs> with that being said uh, i want I you to sit on this finger and spin buddy you would you would like that wouldn't you my dude <laughs> super nice um so i i think I, I agree with with a lot of Derek's sentiments, but I think he's he scored it a little bit higher than I would have liked. But I'm going to give this film an eight point three because I think it's okay. um it's better than a seven. You gave not Blue Valentine? No, Blue Valentine. It was in the nines, my dude. Okay, <laughs> god, it was in the nines. You're so wrong all the time. My God. No, it was in the nines. Go back and listen. To, oh God. Oh God. Um, but yeah, I th- I think it it is a film that is way better than seven. But not quite up to a nine yet. Uh, but it is a great film, and people should watch it. If you haven't seen it, you should watch this movie. You it was entertaining. It. The acting was on point. It was well made. Uh-huh. So yep. that's like that's an eight point three. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good with that too. So for me, as much as so I love this movie, I'm not gonna give it a nine point whatever you gave it, which is yeah. great. I'm so happy. I'm glad you liked it because that's how actually how I felt when I, I watched it at fifteen I said years 9. old. Nine point three. That's what I said. Nine point. Well, he is yeah. he is about fifteen years old. So it yes, makes sense. He, is, yeah. he is. He is. He is. He's oh, emotionally stunted. You motherfuckers. <laughs> just like but just I'm like gonna, just like Leon. He's emotionally I'm gonna, I'm Exactly. I'm gonna give it an and I'm, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Just because, I mean, I've always loved this movie ever since I saw it. I remember watching the theaters with my brother, me and my brother walking out of the movie like, this movie was fucking amazing. Like, it's just, it's a movie that I think that if, even though it's quote unquote an action flick, because there are plenty of action scenes in the movie, it's so dramatic that the action scenes just like, layer on top of layer for this movie. I mean, there's yeah. so much to this motion picture. I agree with that. Which yeah. is great. So I think it's it's a movie that everybody should watch if you enjoy cinema, if you want to see something that's cr- just great movie that was like, I guess you could call it a sleeper hit when it came out. This is that kind of movie, man. It's just a great flick. And it, like I said, it ages well because there's really nothing that's 
that points for it to be in the 90s other than the technology per se yeah like the sound the effects are shit but like the, i can let that go if the movie's yeah. good you know yeah i mean like i mean there's i mean other than that though but like the movie you could say this movie could be made now and it would be the same look you know what i mean because there's there's nothing in the movie that that doesn't show doesn't like make it seem like it's a 90s flick but all that being said 8.5 for me we're all great <laughs> Probably the highest rated movie we've seen. Yeah, from all three of us. And Derek, what are you bitching about, man? He's over here shaking his head. What's the problem? Okay, okay. So I, I would say prior to this film, our our highest rated film was probably, and I haven't done the numbers, it's probably Dune. We all really enjoyed yeah. Dune. And Dune deserves that um, level of reverence, right? This is... You guys are so wrong. <laughs> How have I? I've, so I've never. This I have is, never. You think this is a better movie than Dune? Uh, well, I don't know that I can give it a fair. I don't think I can answer that fairly because I'm such a sci-fi nerd. Mm-hmm. I love sci-fi. What did I give you it rate handicap. Dune? What did you rate Dune? Do you remember? Hold on, I got it. I need I to start writing down. down my ratings because I don't remember. But you do because you don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, I didn't even write down Dune. Honestly, oh, how dare you! <laughs> I think we. I think we gave it like a solid like eight. Yeah, I gave it a high eight. Probably high eight. I gave it a high eight somewhere in there. Yeah, I gave this, and this is a nine point three for me. And I have not. It has been a. I can't remember a time that I looked at you guys and I was like, "How are you guys rating this movie so lowly and be so wrong?" This is not a better movie than Dune, Derek. No, it's not. And but, you rated, but, I think you rated this higher than Dune. This is not a better movie than Dune. This no. is a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think, I think, I, but, but I mean, also, it all, I mean, and, and I'm not going to knock your rating, dude, because that's how you felt with this movie. Yeah, picture, I agree because, with that. Yeah, says because, the guy because, who gave, what is, what is it thing. that you changed my rating on? What was it? What movie was it? Collateral Beauty? <laughs> no, no, you gave, you changed my rating from like a four on conjuring or something to like from a four or something oh, to like, like an eight yes, something. Yes, to like yes. an eight yes we doubled it no but here's the thing but here's that's the beauty of this flick if you've never seen this movie you're okay? missing out no 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 what i'm saying is that the beauty of this movie is that when you see it for the first time with like virgin eyes this motion picture is absolutely amazing I'm not I've even gonna lie. I've only seen it twice. I've only seen it twice. So but, maybe that's where I'm at. But you've seen Dune. You know what I mean? Like sure. you, you had seen the original before. So you kind of had an idea. This movie is comp- if you've never seen this movie, it takes you to a whole other place. So I can yeah. see why you'll like it better in the sense of rating it higher than it would be Dune, because Dune, you've already got the world in mind because you've seen the original yeah. and all that shit. But for this one, when this movie came out, no one had done a movie like this. This was like, this was totally like no one had done a movie like this ever. Well, this, is, this is part of part of I would I would venture to say part of why Luke Besson has the clout that he has today. This is part oh, 100%, of hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. Um, Dune, the original. I have seen it. I knew what to expect when I saw the latest version. Yeah. I. I I do not mean to play them down. I don't know that I could pick a favorite. I would God now, now that I think about it, I probably would pick Dune just because I'm a sci-fi nerd. I love sci-fi. Like I just give them a handicap inherently. And and I, I, I loved Dune, the new the newer version, um, with uh 
God, I've already forgot his name. Who's the director? Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. He, he did an incredible job. That movie is in a fantastic movie. I look forward to the sequel. And Leon, this is a, I, I'm looking at this from, and as you said, Virgin Eyes. This is, I've only seen it twice. This is probably my first take. Give me six months. I might have a different perspective. And I sure. think that's what you're saying. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Where I am right now, you guys are totally rocking <laughs> All this right. movie is incredible. And maybe it's the screwball talking because I've had a lot. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. the screwball, the screwball that, works with you it. you got that liquid courage in here speaking, he's, speaking he's got this that, garbage. He's got, that, he's got that screwball glow. Yeah. So. I had to slow down. This stuff takes you quick. <laughs> it yeah. does. It does. Is it on right. the top shelf? No, we have another rating. Somebody else has given no, a rating. No, we, we, we did the ratings. We did the ratings. We did all the ratings. Wow, he's Shit, drunk. He's you did yours? Yeah, yeah, he did. You just blasted me for my score for like 14 minutes. All right, who's doing who's doing their top shelf first? Right, I'll do my top shelf first. You guys know I'm a sucker for musical documentaries. I mean, I've mentioned a few of them. I'm I'm a fucking I love them. So I just finished watching. So on the trip back from the wedding, I decided I was looking through Netflix, and I was like, "What am I going to watch on the plane?" Thomas went through a wedding. It was fun. There were lots of cool stories. Nobody heard that before. But go ahead. Yeah, somebody, you know tore their Achilles tendon. The bride lost her toenail. And then roughed through it. Yes. It's like a hell of a wedding. It sounds like a hell of a wedding. It was a great wedding. story. It was, it a, was great a great story. wedding. It was a great wedding. But so I wanted to see something. I had downloaded the foundation, which I, which is a great show, by the way, but it's not that. And I actually downloaded the professional while I was watching it in the plane on the way to Miami. <clears throat> but as I'm coming back, I was like, I want to watch something different. So I was looking through Netflix and I realized that the Edgar Wright documentary, The Sparks Brothers, was on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I downloaded it and I watched it. Oh, my God. It's good, huh? It's on my queue. Fucking amazing. I had never even heard of these guys. It's probably the, the they're probably the most influential band that you've never heard of because everybody that they show in the interviews for that for the sparks brothers for the for the band sparks because they're called sparks they've been around since the early 70s and the who's who of musical uh, of music of acting of everybody who is in any way shape or form attached to pop culture or so they're like they're amazing i've been listening to them since i was a kid I saw them on because they were big in Europe, and then like European act, like people like in music field, like they've done shit ton of albums. They've done twenty five studio albums. They have eight hundred songs, and apparently every one of their albums is great because they've like they've always been ahead of the curve. Like they did, they, they supposedly did the first synth album in nineteen seventy nine. Totally synth album. They did it in 1979 before they even did synth music in the 80s. So it's like they're just out there, completely out there. And it's such a great documentary. Edgar Wright does them right, for lack of a better phrase. And it's a great flake. I suggest everyone watch it. It's awesome. Sweet. It's awesome. Good shit. Derek, what do you got? That's impressive if they did synth before the 808, which is part of some of the key synth industry really taking off but yeah yeah yeah, very little bit that i know about all that my top pick you happen to mention the foundation so uh we're on the cusp a matter of fact nerd um, alert nerd alert 
while we were recording, uh, the season finale came out. And so I'm, I'm normally, I'm trying to be more. <laughs> I love it so much. More cautious about the, the content that I recommend as my top shelf, you know? No, uh, no, no. Foundation is good. There are a handful of shows that I've known were great from episode two, and I watch it all the way through to make sure that it holds up because, um, frankly, um, Eric, I'm sure would agree. A lot of anime starts off really great, and then it just kicks the can and it's not good. It's not good at the end, right? It just dies off. They, they, mm-hmm. you know, whatever reason, it doesn't doesn't hold up. The foundation is. Like, like literally, I mean, I've not seen only the season finale and I've been hooked the entire way. If you're looking for a space epic that is on the scale of Star Wars or Dune, for that example, it is very similar, um, but but a very different story. If you're looking for a space epic sci-fi type show, Foundation is a show you ought to check out. Um, the first season ought to be have entirely completed by the time you hear this episode Go and check it out. And I would say that if you've seen the first uh, probably two or three episodes and you don't like it, don't finish it. Um, but if you, if you do like those first two or three episodes, stick yeah. it out. It's, it's yeah. great. That's Apple TV, right? Yeah, that's Apple TV. I don't know, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it's Apple TV Plus. It's Apple okay. TV Plus. Okay. Is it's, it? like, okay. it's like their new, like, it's like their flagship series guys, right now. Guys, that Apple TV Plus be putting out that good shit. I was telling Dude. you guys about this. The content's Bro. on another level. I've been watching the morning show right now, and that shit is hot fire, dude. They're oh my spending God. the okay. money to keep it alive. Yeah. For all mankind, you guys need to watch it if you haven't seen it. They're, Amazing. They're putting out some serious content, my dude. So uh, On a lighter note, uh, Snoopy in Space is also an Apple TV show. Honestly, that's not that bad either. If you, if, if I you haven't got seen kids, it at all. It's worth it. It's good. My kids love it, so they, they, they think it's great. That and fucking the new season, the Ghost Rider version. So they love that shit. So it's good, yeah. man. Everything... I, everything that Apple TV Plus puts out right now is fucking phenomenal. It's fire, they're definitely yeah. spending their money. They're trying to keep that platform. Uh, they're they're going through that rough period, you know, the kickstart, right? Trying to keep it moving forward, trying to keep it hot and yeah. fresh and moving people forward and so forth. And it doesn't have the backlog that things like HBO or Netflix have had. And I and I, I would probably lean more towards that uh, HBO because that's kind of their realm right now where they're competing. Um, but yeah, Foundation is my pick. Uh, check it out. Cool. Yeah. All right, Eric, what you got, man? So uh, I think I, I have a I have a couple, but I'll just I'll just go with one. I'm not going to bring 15 like Derek normally does. So um, I brought one motherfucker, and it's not even one that you're going to watch because it's sci-fi. <laughs> no, I'm going to check it. out. I actually watched the trailer, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to check this out because it looks fantastic. It looks like I'll believe it when you thunder. finish season one. Okay, then we'll talk about it. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been so I've been. I haven't gamed in a long time and I kind of picked up gaming again on some of my free time. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff. I'm editing a whole bunch of stuff right now, multiple projects and whatnot. So in some of my free time, I have been gaming again. And um, one of the games that I've been playing right now is a game called death stranding. Have you heard about this? I totally have heard of that. I have no clue what it is. Okay, so um, it's in the same realm of like a cinematic storytelling type of video game along the lines of like The Last of Us 2, which I was obsessed with, you know, so um, this one. You're pretty is, deep into that show. Or that game, yeah, I mean. dude, I, I, 
yeah i got well you could call it a show pretty much it felt like it but like it was it, i got real deep in that game and i'm i just started this game called death stranding and it, it's right along your alley derek that's why i'm surprised you hadn't listened to it it's a very futuristic almost super high like high-tech dystopian future of the of of earth and you're playing as Norman Reedus, who's Daryl from The Walking Dead. You're playing as Norman Reedus as a character, and it's him. It's his character. Wait, in the wait, game. wait, wait. Is it is it actually related to Walking Dead? No, it's not. It's just you're okay. playing at this. Was this oh, yeah, Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. And you're playing as his character. It's not Norman Reedus either. It's just uh, whatever his name is. I forget his name in the in the in the game. But either way, Sam. all you do, all you do, it is Sam. Yeah, all you do in the game is literally take packages. You're like a porter. You take packages from one place to another on foot. That's it. And I've never been so enamored with something that is so banal like yes, and you, true. you just get my brother loves this game yeah, dude you get so caught up in the idea of just getting these packages on time and in like in they're not broken or damaged and it's cinematic af it's a beautiful it is a gorgeously beautifully made game and it is made like a cinematic like television show or movie whatever you want to call it and i haven't finished it yet i've just started it but i am like knee deep enamored with it it is wonderful wonderfully made game and uh that's my that's my topic for this week is death stranding that's a good one that's a good one dude that's a really death good one Stranding came out in 19 and mm-hmm. wait uh, so clarify for me i'm uneducated what is the difference between a porter and a courier uh, I don't know. I just know that they label him as a porter in the game. Okay, <laughs> so I enough. can't really answer that. And that's <laughs> the thing with that game, dude, is that like half the shit you don't even know understand. Like like you're just like dropped into this game. Yeah. So for the people that I know that suggested it to me, they told me they're like, I finished this game and I don't even know really what was going on, but I loved it. They're like, I <laughs> exactly. love which is so which is quintessential Hideo Kojima, yeah, which is who the, made the, the, the game. designer of the game. Exactly. Yeah. He's the guy, he's the guy behind Metal Gear Solid and fucking Silent Hill. You know, like he's he's a genius. Beautiful and game. He's got dude. a solid back he's got a solid oh, yeah. backlog. It's a beautiful he game. He does, yeah. he does. He was supposed to have that game that he did with Guillermo del Toro, and Konami was like, No, we're not gonna do it. And they pulled the plug. Funny thing it. about you, this game too is that Guillermo del Toro is in it. And so is yes. so is Nicholas Winding Refn. He's also yes. the two, two directors in the game. Yeah, there's like a ton of people in that in this game. Like yep. they just decided, Famous hey, people. we're gonna fucking hang yep. out. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, we're just gonna fucking do it. Did <laughs> you did you play it on PS4 or PS5? I'm playing it on PS4. I, I can't get a PS5. I would really like to get one, but I can't find them. So. <laughs> if yeah, anybody out there wants to let me know how to get one, please tell me. <laughs> you know? Dude, I'm still on that rookie level. Like, I won't invest in a console, and I keep trying to use Stadia, and it just doesn't have any of the new cutting-edge games. Yeah, that's what happens. I, I don't want to spend money on a console because I don't. I don't play I, enough. I, I haven't played enough either. since Zelda. I honestly didn't want to either. Be, but since like since I know that I heard that Last of Us Three is coming out on PlayStation Five, I'm like, I want to play. <laughs> that's the only reason I'm why crying. I want. Crying, you're crying, bro. Yeah, I'm that's not the, crying. I know, that's the only reason why I want to PlayStation Five is because of Last of Us Three. Yes, Derek. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I didn't mean to click that button. He said but he, I meant... button came up and says, Derek has something to say. <laughs> so that's why I said, yes, Derek. I meant to mention that... <laughs> yes, um, Tomas. <laughs> I, I mentioned a while back that, you know, I, uh, I, I pay attention a lot to uh, in a critical role and the D&D world yeah. and whatnot. And I had not realized I was listening to one of their backlog episodes and we were talking, essentially it was a Halloween episode and all the characters are, okay, let me rewind. I watch a D&D show. All these people in the D&D show are voice actors. The voice actors have been in lots of different things. And I realized that they did a Halloween episode where they all dressed up as the characters they had voice acted for. And most of them, like three or four of them had been in The Last of Us. And I didn't know... Oh, fuck off. Whatever. <laughs> What's your pick for next episode, Eric? I'm just kidding. No, no, no. The girl who's in the girl who plays Ellie, she's what she's uh what's her name? Um Laura yeah, Bailey. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead, yeah, yeah, Eric. Yeah, What's right. your no, top I'm... pick? Fuck off. Come on. <laughs> oh, don't get sensitive. Okay. Oh, come on. Keep drinking, buddy. Yeah. Keep drinking. You'll, you'll forget that you're not even gonna remember this tomorrow. <laughs> what is your pick, Eric? My I love pick... I love hold on, hold on, hold on. I love you, Derek. <laughs> Tomas, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about my second pick for Top Shelf. Oh, you got another one? Go I ahead. thought that you might be interested in it. No, it's, okay. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm going to Tell me it's an enemy, really please. No, 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 no. So I know, that's Nintendo hoping Switch. for like, you know world hunger yeah, nintendo Go ahead. no i'm not i would never pick anime anytime anywhere ever okay it's not gonna everyone's happen. wrong most of the time like you so okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyway um I, nintendo switch released n60 like an n64 emulator oh, oh, dude don't yes. tell me don't tell so, me that. Yes. so here's the problem it's it's not great but it's uh, nine games and no, they don't even run well. No, and they don't. That's the problem. They don't run well. But I'll tell you this. I've been playing the fuck out of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Baby. <laughs> I'm almost done. I'm almost done with that bitch. I'm at Ganon's Castle, baby. I'm ready to roll, dude. <laughs> Did you buy the controllers? You no, buy the no, controllers. no. I'm using the regular controller. But it, 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 it isn't. It's They need to do some fixes on it. It's it's like really doesn't run great. Dude, but either way. Really? You could still play the game, and I just love Ocarina of Time, so I was like, I'm gonna play it, and I've been playing the shit out of that too. So <laughs> I don't okay, I don't fault you for playing in 64 games, especially Ocarina of Time, which I will proudly admit I've never played. Okay, <gasps> God, and Derek. it's not it's not that I don't want to play it. I just I yes. never got around to it. Yeah. I never have done. It. Yeah, well, he's unlocking. He's, he's yeah, getting because the, the, you deserve it for this one. <laughs> How have you never played that game, dude? Jesus, okay. Derek. Here's the deal. I I applaud you. No, for we're running, enjoying into, an we're old running game. into three hour territory here, right? We're well into it at this point. Because <laughs> Derek, I is applaud an you idiot. for enjoying your game. I'm glad that you have found a way to enjoy your game. Um, by Nintendo's terms, let's say. Um, there are far better ways to enjoy this game and don't sequester yourself to sticking to the switch just because you want to play that game there are so many great games including ocarina of time again i've never played it but i understand the reverence for that game that movie the game's amazing yeah it's, it, a it's great. amazing the game holds a very high place in gaming community and 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 i do so not good. intend to contend with that there are better ways to enjoy those games so- don't 
don't nine games they gave you for that added uplift I, of, I, I, of i'll tell Switch. you this, as of right now i will not be continuing this service next year i'll tell you that much sure i only did it to play ocarina of time because it was the easiest way to have for me to have access to it that's it fair enough i fair. mean i i Easy, i, I, I grabbed the access. service be- i grabbed the service more than anything else i grabbed the service more than anything else so my daughter could play the dlc for animal crossing yeah yeah that's the other thing you know, because she loves it. My wife signed up for, I, I don't know what level of Nintendo service, because I think the N64 was an add-on level that you had to pay for. It is. It's, a, it's another it is, 20 it bucks is. or something It is like the expansion that. pack. Yeah. It's like, it, it brings, if you do the, if you have the family, it's like thirty four ninety nine, And then if you want the expansion pack, it ends up being like 75 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get Super Nintendo. Sega too. And you, you know, you get Sega, Sega and N64. The Sega runs it's, great. Yeah. The N64 you, you is get, a, a kind of yeah. a little bit of a disaster. But then you also get the DLC for Animal Crossing, which, by the way, like my uh, my eight year old has already completed. She played it and she killed it in like less for than Animal three Crossing? days. Wow. Like, I mean, she was done. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so no here's here's the thing. Like, I, I applaud Nintendo for making a giant leap uh, to an area that I never, I don't think anyone predicted Nintendo would ever go to. They were a very traditional company. And the fact that they've gone into the realm of online DLC and online content and subscription level content and online backup content and interactive content over, you know, online with to other players, all of those things are... Um, they really haven't taken hold until the switch, right? My wife, she played animal crossing and she bought that online subscription immediately so that she could, you know, do all the different things that you can do on animal crossing with her friends and her family and so forth. And I get it. I'm glad that they've done that when it comes to embracing the old games that we've come to know and love. There are better ways. No, yeah. they will, buy the game. Here's here's the thing. Make so, sure that you legally own a copy of it. I but I man. legally own a copy of Ocarina of Time, and I have a N64, but it doesn't work on any of my modern televisions. So that's a that's a problem sure. for me, you know. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why I'm yeah. playing. But they will release more games as time goes by. That's what they've done. They started the Nintendo Online service, the the original one with like nine games too. Now there's like a yeah. bunch of there's a lot of them on there now. Yeah. So they'll oh, add okay. more over time. They'll, they'll it's not going to just be nine. They're going to add more over time, and you don't pay extra for it. But it and just, they'll probably they, fix it, and they'll probably. Fix I really it. hope they do because the control is la- it lags. <laughs> it's, dude. it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. not good. So I'm hoping I'm hoping when they get to GoldenEye, they'll fix it. Dude, I dude, I don't even know if I'm okay. gonna like because I tried to play GoldenEye on an N64 like ten years ago, and I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay, but you have to keep in mind that. Games like GoldenEye, especially in their prime, were a big shift in the industry. They were a yeah, big no, yeah, no. GoldenEye is shift in what we could do, what we got, what we got out of games, and, yeah. and the ways that we can enjoy games. Um, in the same way that um, you know, I have understood, not played Ocarina of Time, to have given a far more rich story than we had had really. And more approachable than like, because I feel like the story from like old Final Fantasy games was far more deep, but not as approachable, 
right? Yeah, it wasn't. And yeah. Ocarina of Time brought those two a balance. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I think a lot of people hold that as as a fond memory and so forth. And and, and not to discount its playability because today it still holds up. But I don't know that GoldenEye, we've we've had better games since then. They've oh, yeah. done mm-hmm. it better. Yeah. And, yeah. and they don't hold the same nostalgia because they've been immediately replaced. Whereas Ocarina of Time is not the same as Breath of the Wild. No. Right? Yeah, no, no. Breath of the Wild is an amazing game. Unbelievable. I love yeah. that game. I've logged countless out, countable hours, mm. probably over 500 or something like that at this point. But it's a great game, but it is a different style game. Yeah. Right? You should play Ocarina of Time, by the way. You should. Even on the shitty lagged version, play it. I don't know. I don't know if I will. Dude, I'm still enjoying it. I don't know it. if I, I will spend the time to emulate no, it. I, and I definitely don't know if I will spend the time to, to pay for them dude, for it. <laughs> I just say, I, well, you, your wife has it, so just use hers. So, like, it, it's 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 a fantastic game. Even though, like, the control style isn't great um, and you got to get used to it. But once you do, it's such a wonderful game, dude. Play it. Yep. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it, dude. I feel like okay. if I played Ocarina of Time, I would need to play it on an N64. With some kind of converter to make yeah, it, yeah. Now you're with just an HDMI that, TV. now you're just being an elitist. So <laughs> I got to do it right, right? I'm sure you can find emulators online, dude. That you can just go with it, bro. Dude, on, okay. Anybody out in Houston, you got the Traders Village, which has in 64s on hand, and they've got Ocarina of Time. I can promise you. I, I walk have, in there and you can pay it. Yeah, I I wish I could play it. I have it, but I have to go buy an old tube TV in order to do it. Yeah, so. yeah. Because those converters and those converters are not they're not one for one. They don't they aren't perfect. Like the line yeah. scanning yeah, and all that you're stuff. Talking about, you're talking about like the RF modulators and shit like that, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're not the same. Yeah. No. Okay. All is right, it so time? It's time. It's hold on, hold on. Yeah, it's time, Eric. What are we going to be watching in the next episode? Well, I just came up with a decision right now because <laughs> I didn't know that I had to come in with the pick. I forgot. <laughs> I think I did know. I think you told me on text, and yeah, I multiple totally, times. I totally we forgot. Did. We did. Yeah, we did. Totally forgot. Who's been drinking screwball the whole night? It's, it's apparently you. <laughs> but um, no, uh, I think I'm going to go with a movie that I love deeply. It is in my top five. It is a film that I know Derek hasn't seen and he needs to watch. And he's probably going to hate it. And I'm going to fucking destroy you if you do. <laughs> but it is. Uh, we're going to watch. We'll, we'll watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's what we're going to check. Nice. Out. I've it's, never seen the movie. You haven't either? Great. This no. is so fantastic. This is so, I'm so, so fantastic. I, when, you, when you've mentioned it the last couple of times, I'm like, I hope that when we get to the third yep. season that yeah. uh, that like you or I throw the movie down cuz i've never yeah. seen the movie i've always wanted to it's a, it's such a good movie and it's yeah i i let me see where you can watch it i'm sure you can watch it in a bunch of places let me look it up already here. looking at it so okay. you can stream it now on apple tv for 3.99 or fubo tv included with subs um, you can also get it on peacock tv showtime showtime the other showtime app direct tv <laughs> Um, you can also rent it on Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Vudu. It's a, it's basically every there. This is this is a huge film. I also um, I will admit that I did try to watch this probably over maybe ten years ago or something like that. Let's see, when did this movie come out? God, it came out in two thousand four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so over ten years ago, I definitely tried to watch this, and I don't remember finishing it. I don't remember why. I don't have any pre. Pre uh, conceptions of this movie, like what what I think it, this is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I also, my only understanding is that although it has Jim Carrey in it, I think. Yes, he's the main character. Yes. It is not what I should normally expect. No, it is not. And so I'm going to go into it with that mindset. Um, This is Jim Carrey. 48 minutes. This is Jim. Romance, drama, sci-fi. This is Jim Carrey to me at his finest. And I'm excited for you guys to watch it. If you haven't watched it out there, podcast universe. And I'm excited for Tomas and Derek to both watch it because you both haven't seen it. And I think this is my number two favorite movie of all time. So this is a big big one. Okay, two. Two is your ranking. Yeah, I think it's number two on my list. So. What? Is number one Tannenbaums? No, well, no. You know what my number it's one Blue is? Blue Valentine. No, it's not Blue <laughs> is it Valentine. Really? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no, I didn't think t- Blue Valentine. I thought Tannenbaums was your no. number one. What's number one? My number one uh, Tannenbaums. No, my number one's Magnolia. We've talked about this a million times. Magnolia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You did tell me. I was thinking about picking that too, but I don't want to push you through three hours because I know Derek's going to hate it. So I'm not going to push you. It's a three-hour movie. So I'm not going to push you that. I loved Leon. That was a great movie. This is not Le- Magnolia is not no, Leon. It's uh, not even close. <laughs> it is a romance drama. I'm probably going to hate it, but it does have this. Uh, the third genre it has listed this is sci-fi. Is, so this is, maybe yes, it is. It is in your wheel. Well, I'm just letting you know. And just so you know, this is not your typical romance film. It does no. not just be ready for no. that. It is very far from what you've ever seen in romance. So, but it is That's a ro- I'm, it I'm is excited. a love story. I'm excited. It's a love story. And especially since you guys are married for years, I think that this might you know hit you in a couple emotional spots and then it's also kind of sci-fi which you know Derek and there was an interview that I saw with Jim Carrey (laughs) there was a quick interview that I saw with Jim Carrey where they asked him what are his favorite movies that he's worked on and he's like well you know like he he said his favorite movies that he's worked on was Eternal Social and Spotless Mind Ace Ventura because it you know it's you know what got him there and uh, what else movie that he did he did like another movie oh uh uh, Truman Show. Yeah. Those were his like top three. Yeah, and in his life. This is this is to me him at his best. This film is him at his best. So cool. Wait, who is his best? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. Yeah, this Jim is Carrey. him yeah. at his absolute best. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Cable Guy. Cable Guy was like his four. Mm. But um, but yeah. So okay, cool, man. That's I'm excited to see. I haven't seen it in a in a um, uh, a minute. I've never seen it before ever, and I've always wanted to. I just never got around to it. It's one of the movies that like I always knew it was good. I knew Michelle Gondry's a great director, it's a brilliant director. I just, I, yeah, I just never got around to it. So mm. I'm excited to see it. So as always, we're gonna end the movie the the episode with a quote, and I think it's perfect because as we've talked about, Gary Oldman was absolutely amazing in this motion picture, and I think a great quote from him is just a quick little thing which explains how his mind works in the scene is that when he's talking to uh, uh, Matilda's dad and he says to him, he says to him, I like these quiet little moments before the storm. It reminds me of Beethoven because it's fucking whack. Him just the whole way is just perfect because he's just nuts fucking shitball crazy in the movie, which is great. So, all right. For sure. That was a great moment. That line, that whole sequence. That whole sequence. He did like five takes on that. Anyway, we're not going to go into that. Good night, guys. Peace out, people. All right, good night, everybody. See you later. Peace.